Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Last year, I had leukemia. Today, I roll a kickball. Kids with cancer and blood disorders can get back to being kids through our pediatric hematology and oncology program at RWJ Barnabas Health and Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey. We diagnose and treat your child's cancer or blood disorder with the most advanced treatments and compassion. Learn more at rwjbh.org slash kidscancerandblooddisorders. RWJ Barnabas Health and Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey. Let's beat cancer together. All right, everyone, we are back from our break. It is now time for the part two of the finale for winter 2023. Yep. Uh, we, we gave out our cakes, our awards. We talked about some of the finales. Now it's time to do our countdown while talking about our spring list. And then we're out of here. Starman, Ethan, you ready? Because oh, all right. Of course, we have our free honorable mentions. What's your third honorable mention, Starman? All right. As he has a Lupin my book behind him. Third, you know, I just had to show some love, man. Um, my third honorable mention um was actually Revenger. Really, okay. Revenger was my third honorable mention. I gave it to Revenger because that last episode was like. Bro, this shit could have just been a movie. Like, it was, it was, a, it was a bad. It was like a sandwich. Like, it was just, it was an okay sandwich, right? You like, it's nice premise. Um, I like the characters in it. Um, they did this side thing about the art, and they never really deeply dived into, um, his new life. Um, just kind of suffered over the mistake he made and everybody questioned like why he get a second chance when somebody already bit and go we supposed to kill him and they're just like well you know he remorseful bro and dude was just like you know got the saint jesus mary i mean uh, mary on his back <laughs> he's suffocating niggas <laughs> and you got this little i don't know if that was a boy or girl i don't know what he was all i know is they just use the damn fish line and just choke motherfuckers and that last episode when your boy just jumped across the cliff and sliced buddy in half that shit was hard as fuck um off of that last episode fight scene alone it earned an honorable mention for overall mediocre series um to give revenger a score um i get revenger a six out of ten i mean i'm sorry six out of ten or three out of five okay okay Um, I rated Red Ranger quite higher than you. Um, actually, no, not quite higher. A few places. Um, I gave it to the reincarnation of the the world's strongest exorcist. Um, I thought you know, and you, let me let me qualify this. All my shows that I picked are four and above. Um, I'm very generous, as you guys know already, with my grades. So all things considered, I would say that. 12 and 11 were about 375s, but I round up because of analyst. I can't put a 375 on analyst. So right. we're about three, 12, and 11, 12 and 13, rather, are 375s, 11 and up are fours. Um, so Reincarnation of the Strongest Exorcist, like I said, was pretty 
it was pretty mediocre from that perspective there it was the it was one of two shows featuring an op character and at the end of the day like you know those shows are very fun to watch but at the same time they can be very repetitive they can get old quick i felt that way at, at different intervals from this um but there was always something cool about um about seika who um basically has the ability to conjure like akayashi and things of that nature similar to inspector in that way but he commands them and some of them are badass like you see different scenes where like they fucking just mercilessly kill motherfuckers one was like a giant like spider-like creature ate somebody whole another one fucking sliced a bunch of motherfuckers another one freaking just stomped out a fucking beast like it was like there were some badass characters um if that he would conjure but the premise did get old like you know op guy whatever the case may be but um we get revelations in uh the last two episodes that are very significant i'm not going to spoil them here um but we do get two very significant revelations um the season finale we see seika just go ape shit because his friend got captured kills a fuck ton of motherfuckers and then he's so powerful as a thank you for letting him basically rescue his friend all the people he killed he fucking resurrected like, that's pretty fucking cool, I think. So um, I enjoyed the series, especially the last few episodes when we got the revelations and things started to really make sense. Um, I thought that was really solid. So 375 out of 5 for me. All right. All right. Uh, for me, it's Inspector Season 2. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too crazy about it. Uh, I did like it a little better than Season 1. Uh, Mystery was there. Concepts were there. Uh but Thirsty Iwanaga was better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love Tony Iwanaga was the best. I'm going to talk about that soon. Yeah, whereas we talk about her fucking ton of wash and all that shit. But... Yes! But, again, other than that, the big cases didn't feel like big, especially the last one. They feel like they feel like something like, oh, like something that you want to sink your teeth into. Like, ask, what's the conclusion there? Mm-hmm. It just felt like a normal case that was just three episodes. But, on that, yeah, I gave it a three and a half out of five. Fair enough. Honorable mention two. Honorable mention number two. All right, man. My honorable mention number two was uh, was the rom com. Um, I know where this is going. It's a rom com. It had a it had a it has a following. Um, you know, people people dig it. Um, but I think because of that. I think it's one of those things you have to really be on it to really enjoy it. Otherwise, it gets old really fast. Um, don't tow at me, Miss Nagatoro season two. Oh, okay. I didn't expect that. I was expecting Angel Next Door. Yeah, Nagatoro it, didn't even make it, our it, list. I, I, yeah, I, I, it was, it was either that or Inspector. But I think of all the other rom coms that came out, Nagatoro gets got overshot. Basically, one hundred percent. But keep continue, Sean. Yeah, continue. Oh, that's, that's it. Uh, don't don't miss oh. me. Nah. Um, Unlike um, Uzuki san Uzuki chan which funny enough have similar main characters, but are not from the same manga uh, mangaka, like not even the same publishing company. And they both, the years they first came out, came out seasons right after each other, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, we do get to see Senpai grow. I do like the fact that he took off his glasses, and you got a chance to just see him just look more handsome and i like the fact that she's more um clingy like now she claims him more like nah that's mine um i like how the relationship he has with his senpai is more defined um unfortunately they introduced this new girl that i thought was gonna be some trouble but she ended up being like more support than trouble and she didn't come until like the wee hour like to the 
the 11th hour is when she dropped into the series. Um, other than that, not much progress happened in their relationship. Um, what really did it for me, why I had to take it down as many points as I did, was um, th- they gave they gave me a whole two episodes about their fucking first names, bro. I get that's a real issue in Japan, but I'm hard pressed to really give a fuck about that shit. Like, stop milking it, bro. Like, damn, bro. Right. Like, like they just milked that first name, last thing out. At least in Uzaki Chan, when they did it, it was like it was it was funny. It was something there. And, other, and, was, and other people got involved and it led to jealousies and all this. Yeah, this shit was just cringy, bro. Like, oh my God, bro. You like it, you've been to her house, like you seen her, you got her first your her sister told you her first name, but you you refused to use it. And he didn't even start using it at the end of the series. He still called her by her last name. And I'm just like, bro, you just can't go to a girl's house when she's sick and still call her by her last name, bro. That's just stupid. Anyway. Um, I can't wait till the, uh, there's a, a spoiler um, I've seen where they in the hot tub together later on at some point in the manga. And I, I can't season, wait for that. Season two, I gave it a three out of five. Even. I also gave it a three out of five. I gave it, it's like more of a three and a half, but I gave it a three. I rounded down on this for Nakasaro, but that's fair. Oh, Starman. I gave it to Inspector. Season two, like I said, um, uh, no wait, did I give Inspector four? I think I did give Inspector four, but you're great. yeah, you were you were more generous than me. Yeah, I was more generous. It's like a three seven five, but I rounded up to a four. Um, but I mean, basically, like I said, I enjoy the uh, I enjoy the difference in, in the anime because it's so different from what I normally watch. I'm either watching action or I'm watching rom coms for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So to get like that mystery type of anime, and I focus more on the mystery than the thriller aspect of it. Excuse me. I have a question. Do they cover multiple like? Like stories and cases. Yes. Yeah. It was Nana say the entire thing, and that shit got old. Yeah. No, they did. And one of my one of Matt and I's big stickling points is the big issue, um, or the big the biggest story is Rika, and they don't cover Rika a hell of a lot. She's early in the season. She shows up for about two or three episodes, and then she's not really felt until the final episode. And even then, like it's not in a critical real role. So, and we enjoy the Rika story very much. So that was one of the downfalls of it. But I still enjoy everything about the show in terms of how in-depth everything goes. Um, I enjoy the, the the humor in it. I certainly loved Horny Iwanaga. She was fucking hilarious throughout the season. Um, Kuril annoys me with the fact that he just refuses to just fucking just fuck her and be with her. Like, I get, like, why he doesn't at times. But other times it's like, bro, like, Iwanaga's fucking cool. Like, just bro, just pipe the bitch down, bro. Just pipe her down. Life will be so much better if you pipe her down for both of you. But he fucking resists and he resists and makes Iwanaga more and more horny, which makes for more and more comedy. So I'm down with it. But yeah, I mean, that, to me, that's the only real downfall is I wanted more Rika story. Didn't get much Rika story, but I enjoyed everything that went on, especially the last few episodes were very, very intricate and had many layers. And a lot. Of, and as I mentioned uh, previously in the previous uh, podcast, it makes you really wonder, like, you know, how many mysteries are the result of the, the the supernatural. I find that to be quite intriguing because you don't really know it in the real world, but I bet you there's plenty of shit that happens that is the result of something supernatural that we can't fathom. And so it makes your mind wonder. And that's pretty cool. If a show can make your mind wander and make you go, hmm, I wonder, I think that's got that's a very redeeming quality. So three seven five out of four. All five. right. Honorable mention two way of the house husband season two. This counted? Yeah. Oh, then what the fuck? I'm changing my comedy to where the house has been to. I'm changing my fu- no, I'm not comedy. That's the last show, bro. I didn't. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was the first one that came out. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, 
Oh, then make that my honorable mention too. Bump fucking strongest exorcist and put that at my number 12. Oh, yeah. what the fuck? I didn't even yeah. realize that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Way uh, of the yeah, yeah, because we binged the 50 minutes the first day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, uh, a lot better. A lot you're better right. than part two. Yeah. You're right. So we're both equal then at 13 and 12. All right. All right. A lot, yeah, a lot better. Didn't think about that. Than oh. the, than part two, but the fact again, I think this the first season part one it was just too good. Yeah, agreed. It's hard. It's just hard to top it. And agreed. They it, this was close though. This was close. Agreed. Uh, no, I think I think it's still like a level, like a slight level up. Like it it's is. like part one or part one of season one, part one of season two is like here. Yeah, and then part in the season two, yeah, but it's like here. Yeah, it's like, exactly. But it's just because the rest going up is well. When I get to the ten, it's four and up. But didn't it's hard because of all the shit I've watched. <laughs> yeah, we all watched a lot of shit. That, that, and, a lot, that and a lot of continuations. Yeah. Did not even think about way the house husband. Thank you, Matt. Uh, I appreciate. But that. yeah, uh, yeah, three and three quarters out of five. What was your top honorable mention, sir, man? Top honorable mention, man, was actually Tokyo Revengers. Um, Tokyo Revengers season two to me, um, it's a little less than season one in terms of episodes. Mostly, first season was twenty four episodes. Second season is only thirteen episodes. Um, I thought the the switch to Hulu, um, where they would give us commercials. Um, not even at the little cutting points, they just give us commercials whenever the fuck they felt like it. Um, it ruined the experience. And on top of that, when I watched season one of Talk Revengers, I literally binged the first 13 episodes and then I watched week to week the second curve of the uh the season. Um, watching it week to week is not as good as watching it constantly and, and being able to keep it going. It lessened it cheapened the value of it. So it wasn't so much the production quality or the storytelling that um, I have a gripe with it was literally the fact that I had to watch it week to week on Hulu. And honestly, I take away points for the fact that Disney held their breath on even releasing it to the last fucking minute. Um, but yeah, um, honestly, I like though, I really like Tokyo Revengers. I, I think it's a dope show. Um, I, I like the, the fact that out of because of the animation style and the art character design they chose, it stands out amongst his peers. Um, I love time travel travel shows. My only beef is purely with the technical part about how it was aired. I, I would have much preferred to just binge this in English like I did the first one instead of watching it in Japanese. Because of that, I give it a uh, I give it a three point five out of five. So seven out of ten. It's not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Ethan, <laughs> first surprise of the day. I gave my top honorable mention to Ice Guy. I gave it to Ice Guy. Um, I just don't like Himuru. I get all your points, Sean. I understand them. That's fair. I just never really loved Himuru. Love Fuyutsuki. I thought the characters, uh, the other side characters, Komori and Saijima, were really cute. Um, uh, what's his face? The um, the really bright fucking guy. What's his name? I forget his name. The Phoenix? Yeah, the Phoenix. Katori. Katori. Yeah. Katori. And then I definitely don't remember her, her, his fucking senpai's name. Don't remember that name. But, um, you know, honest to God, I probably wanted a little bit more from them as well. I understand the focus is on Fuyutsuki and, and Himuru. That's fine. And I appreciated the fact that there were other romances involved that broke it up. I thought that was cool. But at the same time, I really wanted a little bit more. And so I'm hoping in season two we get that. At least maybe an episode dedicated to to one to both of them. Or just an OVA. 
Yeah, something like that. I want a little bit more. And like I said, I, I, I'm big on confessions. I'm big on completeness. Um, and so I, I understand Sean's point of like, you know, hey, like fucking like they're dating without the title. Like it makes sense. Um, I just wanted something more complete. And I felt that the other two rom-coms that are on my list that I certainly rated higher. I rated them very high, both of them. Um, they, I thought I got a lot more bang for my buck from that perspective. Still doesn't take away from the beauty, the essential beauty of Ice Guy. Um, doesn't take away from the OP, doesn't take away from, from the ED, doesn't take away, uh, from like just the, the comedy involved. Like I enjoyed it very much. I gave it a four out of five. Um, I just enjoyed the other two rom-coms more and the rest of the other series is more. Right. Uh, my top mention is Tokyo Avengers. Mm. Um, hey. honestly the hype for it for a lot of people was dead like no like there was like hardly any season two hype no like we got the announcement then the manga ended then people knew what happened and then it's just like it was just dead and then all of a sudden we got a trailer like oh coming out next season like oh it's here oh shouldn't have (laughs) (laughs) you fucking shouldn't have but there were some good stuff. Uh, I, I feel like the time travel in this season felt like more like an afterthought in this. Like there was like not enough of it, or it was just a glimpse, except for the stuff with Mikey. I, I don't like Takemichi at all, and I, I talked about them when we made him our main event, and probably the only right. time. Um, I doubt it'll be the probably only time, but yeah. you know. Tai Taiji was okay. When this I, series ends, I, I cared about I cared more about Hakai than. When this series ends, Matt, I pray that we're still doing this show so we can main event. When this series finally ends, and you can launch on the family. Sure, sure. We'll see. No, we'll, we'll be around, but we'll see how the show goes. But <laughs> it, it's three and a half out of five. Fair enough. Right, number ten. All right, class. The song. Got to read. All right, all right. Now this is when things get interesting. Yep. Here. My number 10, come on, I got to get a little bit of suspense, but I know we're in the clutch, so let me get going. All right, my number 10 was Trigun. Wow. My number 10 you, was Trigun. You know, Trigun. I, you know wow. I'm not surprised a little bit from him. Was almost an honorable mention if it wasn't for the finale. Honestly, it was the cutscene at the finale when they announced that Meryl, um, that Millie would be joining the cast, and I'm like, thank God. Um, all right. Trigun is by far the most controversial winner anime due to the CGI as well as its proximity to the classic that's the original. Now, Trigun Stampede is more of a retelling than a reboot, but it deserves to stand by itself, let me just say that. The anime took a lot of risks um, at every opportunity, and it's at least worth a watch. If you enjoy the OG, I think you should watch this one. Unfortunately, it lacks at least half of what made the OG good. Um, (laughs) Right. First instance is uh is Vash. Um Vash, this Vash is dull, he's boring, um, he's just sad, he's just sad and remorseful. The original Vash had those components, but he had hope, he had joy, he laughed, he told jokes, there was comedy. Um, the original Trigon hated that. I hated that about the show. Yeah, it, the original had comedy, it had comic relief, like Vash had a personality. And you really got a chance to feel emotionally his battle of what the weight that was on his shoulders trying to turn the other cheek and love humans while his brother is trying to get him to kill. And the Delcy goes to not do it. So um, I feel like 
Trigon Stampede should not have to compete with the original in order to stand because it should stand by itself. Um, it absolutely should stand by itself. But um, but what I will say, the biggest gripe for me overall was the soundtrack. Uh, the soundtrack was just bleh. Like the original Trigon, I hate to keep comparing it to it, but the original had Vash's theme. Vash's theme was this cool ass flute theme that you could not get out of your fucking head with the guitar. Doom, 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 doom. Then the flute just hits and it just sets the tone. It was a nice Western. It fit that whole Western feel. This was just a sci fi. Everything kind of happened around the same place. Um, um, Wolfwood was angry. He wasn't cool. This time he was just angry. Millie was cute, but she had no fucking spine. What the fuck is up with this drunk dude? Um, you, I don't know, man. The CGI felt like it was a risk to do the CGI. Um, if you enjoyed the original, I would say watch the new one. Try not to uh, put them together because the OG Vash. That's is, the thing. They will. That's why they won't. The OG Vash is definitely, mean, the OG Trigun is definitely a nine or a 10, no matter how you slice it. This one, unfortunately, it stands with me a uh, 3.5 out of 5. Everything I loved about this series, you basically bashed. I just, I wasn't feeling We'll get to it later. We'll get yeah, to it later. And then they sliced it up. I'm glad it's gonna be another core to it though. So we get to see um 12 more episodes. But um they changed the jacket. The jacket was iconic. They changed the glasses. The glasses was iconic. They changed the hair. And I get you gotta rechange these characters. And I like new Vash, but it was a lot to take in. Um, because it's just almost impossible to not compare it to the original. But that doesn't mean it's not good. Um, I think if it wasn't Vash and you just told the story separately, it might still be a 7.5, but I wouldn't feel so guilty giving it a 7.5. I mean, a 3.5. That's my number 10, y'all. Ethan? I'm just blown away. I'm just... I, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It gets worse, bro. I know. Number nine is going to be fucking Angel Next Door. Watch. <laughs> well, watch your 10 so we can move on. Uh, my number 10 was Revenger. I really loved Revenger, but the more I kept hearing people talk about it and the more like I really gave it thought, the more I had to like keep bumping it down, keep bumping it down. It still made my top 10. I enjoyed it very much. First and foremost, the blood and gore is fucking phenomenal. I absolutely love that about the show. Um and the show it really it's it's a heartbreaking show when it all boils down to it. This the, our main character Rizo is tricked into basically believing that his father-in-law is peddling drugs and so he's told to kill him he does so for the greater good of, of the nation but in the process we find out that he uh, is tricked by his employer and because of that in order to get rid of the evidence and to keep the uh, the drugs for themselves they kill they attempt to kill him and so the entire season or at least the entire first couple episodes focuses a on his revenge to get uh to get um his revenge on the man who made him kill his father. And not only that, because this his fiance lost her father, lost the man that she loved, which we find out later she had different feelings for. She fucking committed seppuku. She stabbed herself in the fucking neck, and that's fucking raw. And to the images of that haunt her to the uh, and sorry haunt rizo our main character for the entire season and i felt that um and then just like the the little um what's it called the the reveals that we get especially toward the end of the season as he may likes to fuck around yeah. um 
the little reveals that we get at, at 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 the end, like toward the end of the season, I thought were really well done. How Usui basically factors into the whole thing with Raizo and his father-in-law was was very telling. Um, I liked all the side characters; they all had their moments to shine. Uh, they all like stood out. They all were fucking crazy killers. Um, and just the the idea of basically saving Japan from the depths and hell of opium, I thought were was really good. Uh, from that perspective, I have no true complaints really over the series. Um, I get Starman's perspective on it. That's fair. Um, I liked it a pretty decent amount more, I'd say. Like I said, I gave it a solid four out of five, um, and I enjoyed it very much. All righty. Number 10 for me, Ice Guy, a school female colleague. I did. Don't get me wrong. It is really good. It just came down to I liked other stuff better. I think my main complaint was Hiromu's uh, ice thing, like when he gets flustered, like it, it got too much of the snow in, like over and over and over again. I didn't want them to overkill it, and they did for a couple of episodes. So I got to point that just distracting. Then and the only time it didn't change was like the second to last episode where he go, oh, I, I can calm it down now. Like, I I feel like there would have been, I feel like there should have been an episode where. She helps him calm it down. At that face of saying, "Oh, I can do it now," like and I feel like a bit it would have been a more of a, like a nicer moment between them on top of it. Yeah, but I got some episodes were just okay. We had some that were really good. So, back and choose. I gave it a four out of five. Yeah, still not a bad four. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, number nine. Number nine. All right. <clears throat> number nine. Q. Number nine for me was Magical Revolutions. All right. Uh, I've been talking about it because I gave it a few awards in the last yeah. show. Man, This anime could have easily been one of the top animated start of the year. Unfortunately, the 12-episode format killed the show. Like, 12 episodes wasn't enough to really flesh out the world building needed for the po- politics that are deeply entrenched in this anime. Um, also, I felt the pacing was a little bit rushed. Um, it's like, you watch it, like, you get to the dragon episode, you get to the episode of brother, and then it's like, oh, we're already at the end. It's like, damn, like it felt like it was not a lot of buildup. Now, don't get me wrong, visually it's stunning. What is left is a stunning Yuri where the main character builds somewhat of a harem. And she's a total badass. Like she keeps collecting them, like, bruh, like collecting bitches. <laughs> yes, bro. She be pulling them. And I really like that. Um, because she means so much to all the other women that she encounters. And she just becomes a strong, everyone sees her strength. And you learn that it's uh even when you learn that it's kind of like a front because she's scared and she really doesn't feel valued because she doesn't have magic. She still like through the power of friendship, just empowers herself to really see how strong she truly is and I really like that story it's a rich dynamic the action isn't always as potent as it could be but the final episode is probably the biggest hyped up fight but it's literally over in like a couple seconds but there are other more satisfying fights like the fight when she fought her brother was one of the best fights of the whole fucking um, series they spent the whole episode on that fight and I thought that was really dope um, for that, though, I got to give Magical Revolutions um, 3.5 out of 5. It deserves the praise it gets. Okay. Ethan. Number nine for me was, uh, you know, I'm trying to think whether I want to do this as number nine or number eight. Um, I don't know where. To, I'm going to go. With number, I'm going to stay with my nine. My number nine is Eminence and Shadow. 
Um, yeah, I really liked Eminence in Shadow. I really loved how badass Homeboy is, whose name I'm forgetting because it's been so long. Yeah, Sid. Yeah, Sid. I'm, I love how badass he is. Um, it was a unique way how they switched it up in episode one, how he was like this badass human, and then he went fucking basically crazy for himself and got he truck cooned himself basically into a fucking isekai. That made me chuckle. And there were many points in the series where I did chuckle. Um, there were as everybody as I think all three of us agreed that there was a period in the, in, in the middle of the of the series of the twenty episodes where it was kind of like what the fuck and it kind of goes sideways, um, and it's a bit off putting from that perspective. But it, then it gets back on, on track, and I thought it did really well. I thought like the the, the reveals and and the aspects of of that portion, um, was pretty well done. Uh, some of the girls from the character from the his little harem I enjoyed very much. Um, some of them were okay. Um, I really am invested, I would say, in the in the princess angle. Um, the, she had to kill her father. She devoted herself to fucking to, to shadow. And now she's getting rebuilt, born from nothing into something. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, again, Sid is just uh, a fun ass OP character um, you can get behind. He's wicked in his own way. Uh, he's funny, although it did get a little bit old in terms of like him wanting to just be like a basic dude and like not want to do shit. Like despite the fact he's OP, like I did get annoyed at various times with that. But that said, I enjoyed the show very much. I'm um, very much looking forward to a season two uh, when it does come out. So I gave that a solid four out of five. All right. Uh, yeah, Avidus and Shadow for me at number nine. Wow, I I enjoyed it a lot. There was a there was a thing in the middle, like all of a sudden, I was like, am I watching the same show? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the vibe of it just deflated, but it did pick up. I love the stuff of Monday Man and that final fight. Jimmy no say. So that made me go like, okay, this is the actual show again, and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I am looking forward to season two. I know a lot of people will lighten up we just called it this is a granddaddy a granddaddy isekai, most likely Shoko Tensei. But I think I like Shoko Tensei better, but for yeah. of this, there's a lot of fun stuff. Uh Starman Forever Ruin said for me. <laughs> it's like, 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 dude, what is he type of things? Mm-hmm. Like like the girls were more like were like they like like the girls were better than Sid at times, but we don't we don't get much of the girls. I'll say this is too much. Wants to be too much of a background character. It's like in your face. It gets annoying mm-hmm. in that aspect. But no, a lot of fun. I give it a four. I give it a four out of five still. And I am looking forward to season. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> number eight. All right. My number eight show. All right. My number eight show was Ice Scott and his cool female colleague. I I expect you to go a little higher. Actually. I did too. I expect, I was expecting this in your like your top five. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was other stuff. There, there was other stuff. All right, there. all right. You do that. I'll go let me know. But what I will say about Ice Guy, uh, no other anime lived up to his name or a title like this one did. Also, as an adult, I haven't related to an anime as quite as deeply as I have this one in a while. Most rom coms are backdrop to high school kids with adolescent issues, but this one being about working adults stands out. Um, the love story uh, presented felt more realistic, which is funny when you consider it's all about these ancient like spirit ancestry that most of the main characters have. The supporting characters, their their love stories aren't fleshed out, and that's like literally my biggest knock. Is I would have loved to see the other romances that went on in this office. 
Um, but what one thing I realized that makes this anime so special, I really do feel that um the anime is only as deep as your emotional intelligence allows you to swim. Um, I feel like the more you can pull from it, the more you've been through, the more you can relate, the more you can kind of see the subtle nuances. Because to me, this was the deepest rom-com of the season. There were so many layers to each character and each episode I learned something new. Like, so when I got to the episode where Himuro, um starts to freak out and he kind of pulls it in, um, he eventually he can like Nuremo, uh, Nuemo, like the cat. He eventually can pet the cat because he learns to control his ice ability. And he tries to get a cat, picks the cat up, and returns the cat. Um, but they go through this little touching thing where they're always down for each other. Like I said, they had my best guy, they had the best romance. And um, to me, it was just like the best couple. There were so many bests in it. It's a damn shame I got to put this one at number eight. I really love the character design um, and the animation. When they look in each other's eyes and the ways the eyes move, I thought that was just fantastic. I've never seen that in anime before. Um, this anime has its charm. Um, as though you said, Matt, um, that the I guess for some people, the, the snow anxiety thing gets old, but... I like no, it. No, it's just more of whenever he gets like mostly like when he's like excited or yeah, or... this yeah, this anime really though felt like being in the wintertime. Like I, I enjoyed this anime most on days when it was like 30, 40 degrees outside. When it was cold, I was drinking coffee and cocoa in the mm. house. That's when it really felt good. It really just felt the vibe. On top of that, the okay, open ED for the song that. The ED was nice. This was like my second favorite ending. It was just a nice, cool vibe. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, grand opening, grand closing. It was a great opening. It was a great ending. And the anime that came in the middle was dope. Um, I have, like, I really love his sister. Um, Like, you know, you give me a chick that looks like Neo Queen Serenity. I'm always going to fucking like it. Silver hair with the fucking buns. Um, I thought it was really dope bringing her in and then her and Fiyuski being girlfriends, actually having a relationship. Um, It was just so much to the series I love. I, I don't know how I ended at eight. But um, the series clocks in at eight. But um, with all that being said, um, Ice Guy and his cool female colleague, I will have to give this one a three point five out of five. Really? You gave Ice Guy a three and a half? Yeah. All right, that's number eight for you. Wow, I didn't expect that. That's pretty wild. Um, number eight is Tokyo Revengers for me. I'm a little mm-hmm. bit higher than y'all. I'm a little bit higher than y'all. Okay. Again, we've been over a dozen times how much of a shitty character Takamichi is. Um, there's no doubt about that. But again, just in terms of like the, the thrilling aspect of the show, the cliffhangers they leave you on, um, the various ways for those who haven't read the manga, the various ways and how the show could lead on is very intriguing. Um, the backdrop, as I mentioned, I gave the Tokimaji gang as, as the best group that's there for Takamichi, Chifuyu. Um, Matt gave his best supporting boy. That made total sense when he when he laid it out. Um, talk about a down-ass best friend, 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Um, Hina, even though she's stupid for being with Takamichi, she's still a down-ass girl for Takamichi. Um, you got to respect that. Um, even though I think Yuzu has hotter, but regardless, I digress. <laughs> um no, it, it's just it's a it's a good series that makes you go hmm. And in terms of like a, I would say this in terms of t- in terms of like oh getting your foot wet into thrillers, 
Um, Tokyo Revengers is a very solid recommendation, I would think. I mean, obviously, there's way better thrillers. You have your ReZeros, you have your Erased's. Those to me are like the top end thrillers that I've seen. Um, you have your summertime renderings, um, high end type of thrillers. But in terms of just getting your toes wet, in terms of thrilling, you can probably recommend Tokyo Revengers, assuming that somebody can get over how bitch made Takamichi is being portrayed, basically, or is, is portrayed rather. Um, but no, I enjoyed the series very much. I enjoyed the cliffhangers. I enjoyed the the action that was there. A lot of violence, a lot of back and forth fighting. Um, and, and again, the show, even though, like I said, bad MC, it gives you something to invest in when it's all said and done, at least so far, you have a lot to invest in in many of the characters. And that's always a wonderful thing when you can invest in multiple characters, when you're not just like, well, that guy's fucking useless or why the fuck do I give a fuck about this guy and them interacting? Like, no, you have reasons to care about multiple interactions throughout the show. And I think that's very, very strong, um, for an anime. So I gave it a four out of five. Onimai. I give it to Onimai for something that I have watched in the span of a couple of days. I it, it was able to go before I had as an honorable mention two. Then in the middle of it, I had it at ten, and I whatever else I watched, I feel confident enough to give it in a number eight. Uh, characters are great, adorable interactions. My big complaint is mostly the OP, not the song. I think the visual it just. Especially in the beginning, it just screams lolly bait, and I am not a fan of that. What? Um, you preaching? You preaching, bro? Because no, it was like like the first, it was like 10, 10, 15 seconds, but you got her Mahiru like bent over a couple of times, wearing these types of outfits. And pants be, and she, no, no, no pantsu, but it the swimsuits. He's in a school uh, swimsuit, and it's like just fucking water, and it's like. It's, it's like, weird. You know, like, it's just I don't that don't sit with me. Until you like on the um in like the opening sequence, like like they they kind of like you can skip it though. You can always skip the opening sequence. Yeah, I I know, but it it's still there. I you still I still have to call it out. It's just very unnecessary. And there was a couple of shots during that, but you know what it happens? What can you do? But with the OP, it just felt very unnecessary. You don't need that, especially if something that's portrayed as incredibly wholesome. You're misleading them with the op. That's the first thing they watch about it. Like they're not gonna like they're not gonna give it a hint. Like they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so it, it's it's a misleading thing, and you get that bit of degeneracy. But outside of that, it's a it's an incredibly wholesome show with night wonderful characters. It's it's funny when it gets funny. It's very colorful. It's I guess my favorite animation of the season. This is how smooth it is. So with those little complaints, I still gave it four and a quarter out of five. <laughs> number seven. Wow, my number seven is Eminence and Shadow. Okay, so one, uh, basically one up, one or two up, yeah. So Eminence and Shadow is an odd anime, right? Episode one kind of felt like something out of Batman, and I'm positive that that was the intent. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a death with crowbars was just hooked, bro. I'm fucking hooked. He on some Batman Robin shit with these crowbars. I'm like, okay, this is hard as fuck. Um, but then from there they they Esekai this shit out, and I didn't know it was an Esekai. And I was like, okay, the opening for this one kind of faked me out. I really thought they were gonna be in like some kind of school setting. It was like, no, 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 they are, but nobody from um, you know, nobody 
is there from the, like the shadow like legion or whatever like so what ends up happening is the anime is devoid of all harem tropes usually when you get a main character who's op as fuck you get a harem every girl throws himself at him and he just collects them they did the exact opposite i like how he has absolutely no interest in nobody but at the same time i struggle to find when this when this series wants to take itself seriously like um I had some of the best fight scenes of the entire season, like, period. And I hated it was only 20 episodes and not the extra four. They should have just did that, but maybe they would have ruined the pacing. The stroke Probably. never take itself seriously. I didn't know if this was meant to be meta or if it was meant to be a parody. Um, but for any Shonen fan, this is a must-see. There's a badass main character who gives me Lelouch zero vibes, the way he dresses, the way he talks. And whenever he just kills someone, he does it with the complete utmost style, the most style he can. And I like the fact he's all about style. But and he doesn't give a fuck on top of that. He don't give a fuck. Like, I killed you. Oh, sucks for you, bro. Move on. But that this show does not take itself seriously like if shadow garden would have been explored if we could have got more on the women in shadow garden like alpha beta like epsilon if we could have got more backstory or got more shit on them because even when they brought up the elf that looked like epsilon we're like uh i mean it looks like alpha we're like wait a minute so y'all not gonna talk about that what the fuck is going on so mm-hmm. i felt like it was just so much they could have addressed but they didn't, and then they cut it to 20 episodes. And I'm like, bruh, y'all could have did 24 episodes and just explored all this shit that I'm griping about, but they chose not to. For that mm-hmm. reason, and that reason alone, um, I gotta give it a 3.5 out of 5. Mm. Man, you really are harsh with your fucking ratings. I feel like, I get them. I just, I feel like they're a little harsh. Yeah, that's fair. It's his rating, man. I mean, Steven ain't a bad score, because... Only yeah, they- yeah, three and a half is good, yeah. And I rarely give anything ten, bro. Like I feel, I feel like, like it's, I feel like it's a little over mid. Like I feel like, you know, like I feel like it's, three no, is it, mid. It, it, it's it's what you expected, and you were satisfied with it. I couldn't I feel like I three tried. and a half, like slightly expected. Not, bro. I could not give it a solid four, bro. I was just like, bro, I can't give it a four because it just don't take yourself seriously. And I quit. The biggest question of why something that's gonna get an eight, nine, and ten is, will I watch it again? Am I gonna get the inclination in a couple of months to rewatch it and write? But you know, for me, I, 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 that's fair. For me, I don't watch anything. I love the fuck out of so many shows. I will never go back and watch them. Yeah, a seven. Once something is three point five, that means I enjoyed it. It met all my expectations, but it that didn't necessarily exceed any of it. It just yeah. met, it checked everything off the list, but didn't add anything extra. Yeah. Right. All right. What's your seven? <laughs> for the first time. In my listing, I can claim Boruto in my listing. Number seven for me is Boruto. Now, let me give you a back. Contemplation number one. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Let me give you guys a breakdown on why I chose Boruto. At the end of the day, when Boruto sticks to the manga, Boruto is a really really good series very very underrated series you're gonna get your purists that are gonna be upset that they've nerfed a lot of their favorite characters from the original naruto i understand that you're gonna get a lot of haters that are gonna be like well boruto spoiled and he's pretty op himself since he has three ninja styles right water wind and uh, and uh lightning 
I get that to a certain extent, right? But the story that they portray when it's stuck to the manga specifically is really solid. The animation, for the most part, is fairly consistent. There are times when it does like taper a little bit. And it is fairly obvious to see that, and it is a little bit of a, of a letdown. But when the animation is on its like best, like its peak, it's really fucking good. The action scenes on all of the most critical fights throughout the entire series are really fucking enjoyable. You can get into them. They're pretty fucking like they're pretty. They they stand out. They one hundred percent stand out. And while you're not gonna get all the entire depth of story. With this, like you did the original Naruto franchise, I still think there's enough of story to invest yourself in it and enjoy it. And I, like I said, for there was 293 episodes. I can probably tell you that, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's shitty to say, like 200 something, maybe more, maybe less. I haven't. I need to do the math again. Over 200 something of those are 100% worth your time, critical to the story. And yeah, when it does, like when the episodes suck, yeah, they're pretty fucking bad. Honestly, I can't really defend it. Um, but again, I just focus on the main story. And in particular, since I'm choosing it for a seasonal, um, yeah, I'm talking about an all-encompassing 293 episode review. But in reality... And if you want to look at it just from the seasonal perspective, the season focused a lot on two arcs. It focused on a pre-arc to the to the uh, the code arc, and then it focused on the code arc. The code arc was absolutely phenomenal, and it's not even really done. Um, it it the, what how they managed to adopt the manga was superb. The fight scene that we got with Kawaki and Boruto was fabulous, was engaging, colorful powerful in terms of if you stuck with the series and you knew the backdrop of how everything has gone on since the Boruto movie which is around episode 66 to now where you get this fight this initial fight between Kawaki and Boruto and then you have to keep in mind all the way at the very beginning the first opening moments of the series you have a flash forward with Boruto and Kawaki fighting on the stone faces as the village is completely and utterly destroyed uh the seventh is either dead or in some sort of mystical plane we don't know where he's at sasuke we learn later gets nerfed nobody knows where he's at and this is just a fight and as the series progresses it becomes not a fight over two enemies it's a fight between two brothers who have different idealistic ideas of what the meaning of everything means and Everything, when you look at it from a human perspective, can mean so many things to so many different people. And that's one of the best things about about being human is that you find value in whatever you find value in. And that means the world to you. And that's a wonderful thing to really kind of flesh out from that perspective. And at the end of the day, um, it's really I, I enjoyed so much how they wrapped up this series this initial series of boruto by having that face-to-face on the mountaintop talking about what everything means to them and then the series ends with the flash forward and it ends with them engaging they fight again end series boruto is like on the screen and it's a poetic end to how the story began and it really paid off all the best pieces of the show thus far with 293. So um, as a whole, all things considered, 
Um, I gave it a three and a half out of five just due to some of the, the, the discrepancies that I've mentioned that are so damn glaring and so damn bad. Um, but in terms of the arc itself, I easily gave this arc a four and a half out of five. I enjoyed the fuck out of the code arc and the fact that it's not even done. I, I cannot wait. Cannot wait for them to adopt it in the new series. And, um, yeah. If you're a fan of Boruto, I'm sorry, if you're a fan of Naruto, I would highly suggest you watch Boruto. You're going to deal with pain and aggravation and frustration. That's why I would recommend going and finding a comprehensive skip list of of episodes you can skip. But if you just focus on the main manga portions of it, you will find great pleasure in watching this over the course of time. 100% would recommend from that perspective. All righty. Number seven, Buddy Daddies. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I liked the last few episodes, but... At the beginning of it, it felt a little generic for me. Like there was funny moments. Like I lived with Benjamin Bakazaki, but I didn't care much about the characters in terms of progression. Mm-hmm. But it did get better as time went on, and the fact that they had to make us sympathize with Miri's mother, like after you spent like after how horrible she was, all of a sudden, mom of the year. No, get the fuck out of here. No, 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 no. <laughs> I guess she's trying. I appreciate the effort when she was trying to do it, but at the same time, I feel like she just didn't want to. She only said yes because Q says, hey, take your daughter without any details. So that just did not sit right with me. Like she went from being this horrible person and drunk and all of a sudden, oh, no, I'm so sorry. You're the other best. You did nothing wrong. No, no. <laughs> It, it, I didn't say it right. I love the progression of uh, Ray mostly than Kazuki because with Kazuki, it just felt short, unlike Ray. Ray was like, going out, like, trying try, like, not be his father. With Kazuki, is just basically he felt unappreciated and couldn't move on. But I like that moment with the sister where, like, like memory shouldn't be a prison. I like that. I definitely like that a lot. But I like, it was funny. I had a nice slice of life. When action was there, it was good. Just more of this other stuff was better. So I guess four and a quarter. Hey. Number six. All right. Number six. I really throw you for a loop. All right. Number six was a rom com. It's a rom com. And um I enjoyed it very very much. There wasn't many rom-coms this season, but I think this was one of the... Honestly, this was... Honestly, since I'm making it so high on the list, there was no rom-com. Actually, there there was one. There's only one rom-com that kind of hit it. But anyway, let me stop dragging this shit out. Uh, my number six is Agretsuko Season 5. Okay. Alright. So Angel didn't even make his list. Angel didn't even make his list. Yo, the... Um, Season five, it completed its run, right? We've been watching this shit for five years. The final season made the main girl, Agretsuko, a supporting character as opposed to making Haida the front guy. Now, this is considerable when, um, like, this is, like, but make, this makes sense when you consider the fact that Agretsuko last season was getting her shit together. She's um, dated a, bi- a billionaire. Um, she's gotten, ran famous, went viral on YouTube. She joined a pop idol group. Um, Gretzko has done a whole lot for her life. Um, and they bring a lot of characters that they put on the shelf to, because this season was about Heidi. The first 
half of the season is all about Haida. It wasn't even about Gretzko. It's about Haida and how Haida's really trying to get his shit together. He finally gets the girl that he wanted. He's been chasing her all these these all these seasons. He finally gets her, and now he's unemployed, staying home, and she's taking care of him. And it gets really realistic when she's like tough love. Like you got to get the fuck out. Um, you find out he's rich, but he refuses to rely on his parents for money. Um, they do this interesting twist where he stays at an internet cafe and he meets this runaway and he wants to kind of mentor her, but she's like, dude, I don't fucking know you. Who the fuck are you to tell me to get my life together when you don't have your life together? Shit gets really fucking real. Um, cause you know, he got fired last season and he's really trying to bounce back. And, um, the season ends with the Gretzico, it being about her, being about her rage, um, I will say, Matt, you did not say which was the best musical anime. Agretsuko was my choice for best musical anime because she does sing. She rages. And I, I, love- I, I forgot you watched that. So, um, The death metal. Um, I really like it. But no, um, overall, Agretsuko final season stands among some of the best um, it has to offer as far as all the seasons go. Um, their relationship is really believable. It's believably written. It's endearing. The political plot line at the end kind of threw me off a little bit, but I still felt like it was a good way to bring in past characters from past seasons that you didn't see or didn't get a lot of shine this season. Um, I will say it felt kind of rushed to be the last season. It didn't feel like this was supposed to be the ending. I don't think this is the ending that Agretsuko deserves, but this was by far a fantastic season. Um, I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen it, so you just got to watch it. Um, but it's absolutely my first four out of five of the season. So you, Ethan? Sorry, I was looking at a picture of Tomo's tits. Bro, is, is that your six? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not my six. My number six is Two Year Eternity season two. All right, season two of Two Year Eternity. This season was exponentially better than season one, in my opinion. I enjoyed it so much. Uh, this was another one that you probably could have put for like thriller, and it would have made sense. I think in some regards, um, I enjoyed the struggle that Fushi had to deal with um, and him overcoming that. Uh, I enjoyed the the emphasis that they put on the background characters and the story that they gave them and, and the, the, the struggle that they all basically endured during their fight with the knockers. Um, I was a bit off put at the beginning by Bond. I thought Bond was really fucking weird, super fucking weird, but he grew on me over time and he ended up he honestly probably um if i didn't pick freaking uh i don't even remember who the fuck did i pick for my fucking supporting boy bakugo i honestly probably would have considered bunchin because i believe you picked him last season if i recall correctly I right yeah i would have probably considered picking bunchin as my supporting boy because he really stepped up and, and and stepped out um it was really solid from that perspective um, I just, you know, there's something about two year eternity for me though that just like it, it doesn't. I don't love it, love it, um, Matt. You probably have it higher or close to this, um, which is totally fine. But there's just something about two year eternity that just doesn't like click click with me. But in terms of everything that it provided in comparison to the rest of, of the seasonal shows um, thus far, um, I thought it was a really good smash hit for me. Um, I'm not quite frankly looking forward to season three. Um, I, I understand that they're, they're talking about doing the modern arc, but I don't know where you go from here. Um, truly, and you've read the manga, right, Matt? No, I know of it. 
you know of it so you already yeah. know some of the twists that are going to happen i don't but i don't i don't know how i'm going to love the, the third season so i'm not particularly looking forward to it 100 i'll watch it but i have really low expectations and i don't know how they'll meet them quite frankly um but no this series was was enjoyable for what it was um i thought it ended the way it ended was very perfect so that's why i'm not looking forward to that season three uh but that said i gave it a solid four and a quarter out of five Number six, Tomo. Hmm. The, there, there was nothing wrong with it at all. I enjoyed it very much. Again, it's just more of other stuff was better for me. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely this is definitely a rom com I could definitely recommend for people. And I, it's definitely funny. Misuzu, Misuzu, despite being a little too much sometimes, she does play her part well. I love Carol. Tomo grows on you. Uh, June has good character progression. Uh, it's satisfying. I, I I very much enjoyed the finale of this. Before it was like the first thing that I love you. We thought that was it, but it makes sense as to what happened in the finale when mm-hmm. they were going mm-hmm. out, getting mm-hmm. that father's blessing in a in a judo fight per se, mm-hmm. and get it just to like to be, to make it seem like they were almost on equal level, equal leveling June and Tomo. Mm-hmm. So that was good. But yeah, uh, four and a quarter. Oh. Uh, all right, before we continue, the the ones that are continuing over, like Vinland, Kubo, Misfits, and uh, Nier. If they if they finish in this season, what, what where would you place it? Where would you place them? I mean, it's hard. Just the, like just the numbers. I mean, they it's hard, like so far. Okay, the numbers right now. Um, Vinland right now. Um, the last couple episodes, like I would give it a four, uh, based off of the last couple episodes because they finally gave me some action. That farming shit was a lot of about a lot of emotion, but that's not why I watch Vinland Saga. It's why I stay. But the reason why I watch is fucking Vikings chopping motherfuckers the fuck up. So, um, it's still a, it's still a, it gives me that, but it gave me more. And I like how they surprised me and they made me make. They made me think farming was that damn interesting. Um, Neron Thomas, uh, uh, visuals alone, it's a fucking four. Um, story-wise, it can only go up because I play the game, so I kind of know what happens. I'm just right. like, bro, it's good. I don't think it could be less than a four because the game is just fucking good. Um, and what's the what was the last one? Uh, Misfit and then uh, Kubo. Never watched uh, Misfit, and I I dropped Kubo after a couple. All righty. Uh, even where would you rank if you could put like Misfit, Kubo, and Nier on your top ten? Where would you place them, or even on your mentions? I don't know where Misfit would have landed, so I don't want to judge that one. I would go basically off of Kubo, I, 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 just like what you've seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from what I've seen from from um, from, I can't put them on the list. That's why I just said yeah. yeah no, that's fair for you. Kubo yeah. probably thus far for me would be like a three point seven five. Um. The, yeah, I'd say comfortably 3.75. Off Nier, um, I enjoyed Nier. For someone who doesn't, didn't play the game, don't know much about it, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, that was a 3.75, maybe 4 for me. Um, uh, honestly, if Nier had completed, I would have definitely put it probably in my top 10, all things considered. The way that my top 10 ranked out, it would have at least, if Nier completed and would have been as good as you guys like indicate that it is, it would have been at least not my number 8, at least, maybe number 7. Um, for me, uh, and 
yeah, that's uh, about it. Near complete shotgun doesn't make my list. Uh, Misfit, it wouldn't have made it anywhere. I think I gave it a three and a quarter. Mm. Uh, Kubo, three and three quarters. It probably would have been honorable mention one if that had it continued. Uh, Near, it was definitely a four for right now. It probably would have made it as number seven. And honestly, Villain would have been number one for me if it finished. But it didn't, so it's still going. So it has a high chance of being around there when it's completed. But for spring, yeah. For spring, I have a good I have a good feeling it's probably gonna be your number one. I don't know. It depends on how the rest goes. Uh there's there's some good contenders so far. <laughs> we'll get something later. But no, I, I gave the first quarter five out of five. That's that's because from I have read it, I knew what I expected. And I got exactly what I wanted, and I felt very satisfied with how they did it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, speaking of, what's the top fives? Top five. All right, top five moving forward, you need to put like, I got five on it. Like, fucking thing. I got five on it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta put some shit like that for your for your five. We have five. Yeah, you could, you could. All right, man. Here's my top five. My my number five is Buddy Daddies. Okay. Buddy Daddies. The initial episode of Buddy Daddies was one of the biggest fake out in anime I can remember for a long time. Like they were killing people. It was like, like bro, Ray was going fucking crazy. He was going nuts. I love it. But um, I was assured that this was gonna be an action-packed gun-toting gung fu adventure. Um, but what I actually ended up with was two assassins attempting to balance. Um, I thought they were going to be balancing work and fatherhood. No, 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 no. It was, it was a story about friendship, family, and sacrifice, man. This anime morphed into one of the most, um, endearing string, heartstring pulling slice of life I've seen. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I shed tears on four episodes. I don't have kids, but on at least four episodes, I was so deeply touched and moved. Like you, I, I I got feels. It was like, damn man, my eyes, something in my eye, bro. Like, damn boy, like like I think one of the scenes that did for me is when um when Mary got lost in the police finder, and Ray was from the run, and she saw him, and he looked, and he just went, you know, and just like, man, I ain't fun to like leave her. And they we got into his backstory, and I was like, damn, that's pretty fucked up. When you find out her mom was on. Was str- she was a straight hoe who was strung out on drugs and was getting pimped out. And she ain't had no life with her mom. And that was just really sweet. And then we'd seen what happened to her by the end. Man, um, it was so many opportunities that they had to pull my heartstrings. And every opportunity they could, they did. And for that reason alone, I was emotionally invested. The soundtrack, like I said, the ending theme was my favorite ending theme. The background music for this series is really um dope. Their style points, but man, Mary is Mary is just wholesome and just something to hold dear. She has to be protected at all costs because um they really showed out with the animation. What this was gonna be a spy family ripoff, and it was nothing even fucking close. Yeah, as I, I apologize before mm-hmm. we did the review of the finale. Mm-hmm. It stands in its own lane. It ain't got nothing to do with spy family. It's just. Mm-hmm. Know, assassins and a girl that's and a little baby that's the only thing you can kind of compare to the two but um the voice actress for mary bro give her her award now yeah. more so than the voice actress for carol mm-hmm. i don't know did two roles at the same time so maybe mm-hmm. they need to fight that out but uh no man um 
I really enjoyed Buddy Daddies like a lot. This wasn't the mm-hmm. anime I wanted, but it was the anime I needed. Mm-hmm. 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 Very good. good. Even uh, one correction, Starman. It wasn't, it wasn't drugs. Go ahead. Score four out of five. One correction: it wasn't drugs. It was alcoholism. <laughs> four out of five. Yeah. Number five for me was uh, Tomo Chan. Okay. I gave it to Tomo Chan. Um, the show grew on me throughout. The show grew on me throughout. It was my comedy of the season. I had many moments where I laughed. Carol grew on me exponentially. I hated her at first, and then I loved her. Um, and then Mizuzu became a bit too much, but I always loved her. Um, the little side we got a, a, a second side romance between um the senpai and um and Carol, and I thought that was nice, despite the fact that the family tie is a little bit weird. But I'm not gonna talk much shit about that. That is what it is. But again, the dynamic between June and um and Tomo was really special. Tomo bent over backwards and sideways to try and appeal to June, and it's very slowly but surely. June, you know, started to figure out things, started to realize things for what they were. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's very much a coming of age kind of perspective from June, from June's side, which is really nice. You know, he, you know, thought of his best friend, always considered his best friend, didn't consider her as a woman. Uh, And then slowly but surely started realizing all the stuff that's been done, like that's happened throughout their lives and started realizing like, yo, like she's more than just like my best friend. Like she really is someone that I can rely on, that I can love, that I can, I can trust and that I trust. And, you know, she trusts me. Like we have a special connection that goes beyond just friendship. And she really is fucking smoking hot. She, her glow up throughout the season was, was really, really nice to see. Um, and I enjoyed, the, as I mentioned, the finality of it, you know, like the, I, the confession was really solid. The, uh, the way that, you know, it worked up was funny and solid. Um, the final kiss was special. Um, I enjoyed that conclusiveness very, very much. Um, surprisingly so all things considered. And so, um, I definitely gave this about a four and a quarter out of five. All right, number five, two year eternity. Mm. So we flipped our five and sixes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if it wasn't for how slow the first five episodes were in the beginning, mm-hmm. it would have been a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can I can say that for sure. I love Bonchen. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. one of my favorite supporting characters. Mm-hmm. I like the drama when it was there. Uh, this between Fushi's humanity and being an immortal being, that little struggle of it. Kahaku was eh, he was annoying at times, but at the same time, he also served a purpose with the Guardians. And mm-hmm. just despite ending it, he did end the Guardians in that regard for because he was like the last incarnation of what's her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, but second half was a lot better for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fights was good. Uh, the knocker did drag a little bit, especially the mm-hmm. ending where basically I love that everyone got reincarnated and I wish I saw a little bit more of the fight of them fighting together instead of just a few slideshows. Mm-hmm. So I think I would have done a little bit more of that. And I I liked how everyone, aside from Marsh, just lived their lives after Fushi lost consciousness how how everything played out. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, there was a happy ending where it's a modern era and which you can bring everyone back again. Mm-hmm. So I, I gave it a four and a half. Mm. Number four. Four. All right, man. Four, four, four. 
My number four, shout out to Ethan. Um, My Hero Academia, season six. Okay. Um, Part one of season six demonstrated why My Hero Academia is one of the big three for this generation. The storytelling was the best the series has ever done thus far. Um, The consequences were real. People die. Things get dark. And part two, things get extra dark. I'm talking about extra, extra, extra dark. Um, we see character growth in spades. Um, don't get me wrong. I was, I don't, you know what? I don't hate Bakugo anymore. I used to hate him. And I couldn't stand him because the billion and he was always yelling. And kind of like Vegeta, they set the bar so low um, for the character that just one inch of character growth is immense because for every season they gave us the same thing, same thing, same thing. So I was hold, I wasn't holding my breath for him to actually become um, someone I could warm up to, but um, I kind of like him now. I kind of like him way more than I did. Like I was president of the Fuck Bakuko fan club, and I, I've since renounced my position. I'm like, bro, I ain't, I, I kind of like this nigga now. He he kind of cool. But um, Dark Deku was a treat. It lived up to the hype. Unfortunately, the internet and their hype spoiled it for me. There were no surprises with the second part of this season. Everything got spoiled. Like Lady Nagant, the fight, the the speech from Bakugo, everything from De- Deku. Like, I was watching it dubbed. They didn't simply dub it like they did Tomo. Uh, I had to wait three weeks for the dub. So I'm behind, and I honestly just watched it in Japanese the last what episode, last three episodes. But internet kind of ruined the experience for me, and that's why I got to give it a knock or two. But um, if I'm judging the whole season, I will rank this higher. But since I'm only judging the last twelve episodes, because that's what aired um during the uh, fall, I mean, what's aired during the winter. Since I'm only judging what aired during the winter, um, it's a four out of five for me. Four out of five, but I, I greatly enjoyed it. Um, some of the best, like, Dobby's dance was, like, one of the best. That was, like, the best, one of the best dish I've ever seen. Yeah, that was so solid. So, so solid. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, man. Last, last season, my, this, I think this is my favorite season of My Hero, by far. I, I after he talked this shit, after he talked that shit, saying, like, oh, the other season was the better season. I don't know what you smoking on. Season four was, or was it season four? Or was Which one? I forget. Season Five. four was. Bro, you said that like right after the uh, you know, you said at the beginning of the the winter season, bro. I ain't seen no episodes yet, so I was like, bro, like I I can't. The last season, and don't get me wrong, part one was better than part two. Part two yeah. slowed down, yeah. And when he got the class, I ain't gonna lie, it was him versus the class was a lackluster fight. Him versus was so worn down, but I get it. Yeah. Him versus Lady Nagant was him being Spider-Man, him being Batman, him being Superman. Like, I like how they really paid homage to all these American superheroes. I like, bro, you can't have a move called Detroit Smash. Ain't no Detroit, Japan. Ain't no Nagasaki, Detroit. Ain't no, ain't no Osaka, Detroit. Nigga, like, no, cut it out. Ain't no St. Louis in Japan. Stop it. Stop it. Name them shits after something over in Asia, bro. Cut that fuck out. Then y'all gonna give me this fucking... Very right wing looking somebody out of Fox News, uh, Stars and Stripe, bro. I swear she looked like remember Dexter's Laboratory when they did the side story about um, about <laughs> like the, the super friends, like the uh, amazing friends or whatever the fuck they were called. She looked just like them, mm-hmm. but anyway, anyway, I really enjoyed it. Uh, four out of five, man. Four out of five, man. Mm-hmm. great world, baby. great world. Baby. Mm. Number four for me is Buddy Daddies. Okay. I 
you know, I'm proud of you. You ranked it higher than me, and I didn't think you was gonna do that, dude. Like, you know, I'm the number one hater of loud, annoying children in anime. I absolutely love quiet, reserved children in anime. I, I guess I, I get that. Kids, I get it. I, you know, because you know what, my my opinion is scored because of how much I love Ushio from Clanad. She is my premier A one, like the ultimate like little child in an anime that I've seen, and I just you know I fell in love with all of her, her struggles, her pain, um, her growth, her happiness up until the end. And hmm? I said she's fucking sick. How much energy can a sick child have? Enough to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so so rude, so rude, <laughs> so rude. But no, um, you know, as 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 Starman said, you definitely got a big swerve when you're like, oh, you're gonna see lots of guns and killing, and no, it was about fatherhood, about family, about growth, about maturity. And you most certainly get that as as we've already said multiple times with Kazuki and Ray, uh, the growth that they experience together over the bond and love of a child is absolutely something that cannot be really expressed with all the words that we have on here. It's a really, really special anime to watch. And again, the, the best anime that I love are the ones that I can relate to. Um, I'll obviously talk about the one other one that we'll get to momentarily, but in terms of just my life, from my perspective in terms of dealing with with children and it's like you know like seeing that like growth and to see the capabilities and to see the 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 work that goes into adopting basically a child that isn't yours and and learning to love it and and care for it and and be there for that child because of the fact that there's just an innocence that mary exudes that is unfathomable her innocence and her 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 pure joy for life and her father's radiates so hard through the screen that it's impossible not to love her. Um, I I can't express to you like the, just what that means in the grand scheme of things, and it, it really puts life into perspective from from my side at least in terms of how I deal um, with my circumstances revolving you know old girl and her children and stuff, and it really it really makes me wonder really makes me think and really you know makes me open my eyes to to different possibilities surrounding you know women with children that are so plentiful especially at our age when you don't find many women at all that uh are single with no children so you know it, it gives you an entirely new perspective but just in terms of the growth it, it is just phenomenal the ending is one of the most pure and wholesome endings that you can get from a show um i was very taken aback by it because it was so conclusive and so nice and so sweet um, I absolutely adored this series and it was probably my, did we, I, I just thought about it. Did we do surprise of the season for the kids? I, what did I put for my surprise? Trigun. I put Trigun. I mean, if it wasn't for Trigun, this would 1000% be my surprise of the season as Matt, I'm sorry, as, as Starman said, this wasn't the anime that I anticipated. I totally anticipated going into it, hating it the same way that I, I kind of do Anya and, and spy family where I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, but I was so proud to be so wrong with this. Um, and like I said, I gave it a fucking five out of five. That's how much I was moved by everything. And I, I, I wasn't Starman. I didn't cry at any real point. I don't think, I don't recall. I probably did maybe once, but I just don't recall when that would have been. But, 
um regardless it, it's a very special very surprising anime and 1000 percent, if you are someone who adores children adores growth and family and and fighting through demons that have affected you in your past life um 1000 i would definitely recommend this show uh for you because i you won't go wrong with it whatsoever at all it'll be 1000% worth your time. And it, it was a pleasant surprise. As Starman said, it wasn't the show that I thought I was going to get, but it was 1000% the show that I needed. Was, that was a great way to encapsulate what this buddy daddy's really was. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Respect. Uh, Number four for me is Angel Next Door. Hmm. Uh, I again, I did like it a lot. Aside from my stuff of Amade, even though Starman had pointed out a little bit better. Okay, he 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 was not my best boy, and he kind of said why in a way that made sense. Uh, I think my only little issue, I think there was too much inside. There's a lot more inside. Like I want to see more interactions outside than just the living room and the bedroom. <laughs> I would like more and that, but I do appreciate the growth of Imane near the end, despite him being what his, his quote unquote trauma. But they are good together. There will be, if there's a season two, it, it'll probably improve for sure. I know they did, I know they did skip some stuff in light novel, in the light novel, but according to my friend, they weren't, it wasn't as important. They did, like, not much got carried over. Uh, I like the romance feel of it. Uh, my hero is, again, she is a, a waifu type material. I just wish a little bit more of Amane like, picking up some of it. Even though she was, you know, she told him, like, hey, sit down, relax. Just sometimes just, no, fuck that. <laughs> like, like, something like stuff to do stuff together instead of just having one person do it. Because sometimes, yeah, sometimes they want to relax, but sometimes they'll appreciate it more if they do it if you help out despite them saying no. I think that's growth a little bit more than just saying, I got it, and then you just go, okay. But there were some funny parts, and that is an, is an enjoyable series. It is an enjoyable rom-com SF event. So, four and a half. Hey. Number three. Number three. All right, now we get down to the top three. Yep. All right, uh, I've raved about this anime enough. Um, just gonna cut straight to the chase. My number three was Oni Mai. Um, All right, Oni Mai caught my eyes because of the character design, the animation, the production style. Um, reminded me of Panty Pony Dash and Lucky Star. Those are series that I really come to love. The comedy, uh, I expected it, but it exceeded my expectations. It was way more funny than I really thought it was gonna be. Um, it served a lot of mo- moe vibes. Um, I was blindsided by the heartwarming wholesomeness that this series had. There was a little bit of Yuri. You know, that never hurts. Um, The anime is not without, I say, justified criticism. 
Um, because there was some uncomfortable moments in this series. There were some strange um lollycon shit that yeah. takes place that really pulls it away from it. Um one thing that uh will distract from it is I'm glad I went into this anime blind. Like I like Rama one half. I think it's a dope series. Um, I think I've always found that trope to be funny and I like the play on the trope. So um Rama one half and this is a similar trope, but I guess with today's politics, um, a lot of comments that I seen, people really brought like identity politics and really serious out a lot of people took it a little too seriously and i can't fault them for that um so i won't go into it like deeply on that level but i really do appreciate like my hero just really going like like it's like my hero's sister like just nah i'm gonna just do this shit to you you ain't got no say in it boom you're here you are now you a girl you got to deal with it um all the so, spend time with me. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, no, nah, like, because cause she was, she loved her brother. Like, he was in his 20s. He dropped out of school. He was home. He wasn't doing shit. And she comes and says, you know what? You ain't like, no, nah, I want to give you a second chance at life. It, so, like, re life, where he gets a second chance, he's younger, but now he's, he's a girl now. And now it's a completely different life. So, I like how. You know, he goes from he to she. I think it's I think it's, it's really cool in that sense because it's funny. Every gag is not serious the fuck out. So I like the fact that I was able to laugh at every gag because he's trapped in his body until he gets to the end. And he's like, you know what, bro, give me round two. Sign me up again. This shit was fun. And I thought that was really cool. But what really seals it over the top is the animation. But if you've seen like um, if you like princess jellyfish if you like maria holic if you like things like that i would say definitely check it out um it's in a similar vein but it's just as good with the story that it's trying to tell i think the one thing that does sour it are the people who um want to over politicize the show and won't take it for what it is um as far as the comedy i, I like the comedy the lollycon shit i can definitely deal without it um, shout out to the editors and the people who censored the fuck out of that shit. Um, I didn't like it, but will I watch it again? Yes. Will I buy it on Blu-ray? Absolutely, man. This was a um, like I said, it reminds me of two shows: Lucky Star, Lucky Star, and Panda Pony Dash. I love the animation. I think the director from Panda Pony Dash. I think the animation director for Panda Pony Dash was like like one of the uh, assistant directors on this show. Don't quote me on that, but um. No, nah, no, nah, man. It was it was a really good vibe. Only my was a whole fucking vibe. You 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 will win me over with a visual stunning show anytime. Except top op destiny. That I don't give a fuck how good that shit looked. That shit was just terrible. Mid, yeah. But um, yeah. Only my that's my number three. All right, all right, all right. Ethan. <laughs> Here we go. Here it comes. <laughs> angel next door spoiler. Well, I already knew. I was like, give me your angel. Yeah, buddy. So we've gone over a bunch of times, uh, a bunch of ways why I love this show. Um, again, I'm just going to encapsulate it like this. When it really boils down to the shows that I love, I love shows that make me relate to my current love life and circumstance when it revolves rom-coms and things of that nature and you know again the wholesomeness of this show i think 
um, truly sets it apart from the other rom-coms this season. And my biggest theme for Angel Next Door is the the it's the little things. It's the little moments. You know, I think when I, Matt made this point that he didn't like that there was so much indoor stuff and he wanted more outdoor stuff. I can understand that point, but as someone who spends a lot of time at home and and spends a lot of time equally outside of the home, I think the best moments from my perspective being with a woman are the the quiet moments that you get at home, like the simplest moments. Like a massage and some shit up. You can say my favorite moments is when she shuts the fuck up. <laughs> she shuts up and makes dinner, pal. <laughs> <laughs> when she shuts Fuck up. Oh my god. That motherfucking fish, bro. When she get in that kitchen and cook and shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, those are my favorite moments when they when she quiet. I'm fucking dead. I'm <laughs> 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 <was> fucking dead. <laughs> no, but you know, besides that, um oh Urusai Nekosan. You pissed off my cat. Yeah, yeah, even she's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, my cat's like, bro, what the fuck? Urusai. Urusai. Damare. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, like it's just like I said, the little moments I find so I guess fleeting, at least in my current circumstance. I find them very fleeting. And so seeing an anime that does the little moments so well between the couple. Um, it really stands out, really makes me appreciate the little moments that I do get with my significant other. Um, it really puts into perspective how nice those quiet moments are. The simplest times just laying there, getting your head pat, you know, just, you know, being so close to someone that means so much to you. Um, I find that to be so rewarding and so relatable from that perspective. Um, over the course of the podcast that we've done tonight, it, I understand all like the negatives in regards to Amane. That's fair. I, I most of them I can't talk shit about, but but you know, at the end of the day, um, the fact that he recognizes this woman as <laughs> the fact he recognizes this woman as his everything and does everything that he can within his own power to not let that go not fuck that up um i think that speaks uh, uh, speaks well to the the nature of him uh, again there's so many opportunities where he has to cross that line and and he doesn't and i i understand uh, some of a lot of it has to do with oblivity where he's just oblivious to her to the circumstance at hand he has to basically wait for it to be confirmed but you know, at the same time, I, I guess in terms of how I operate from that regard, I'm very much that type of person that goes off the vibe, goes off the vibe, goes off the vibe. And you don't want to push the vibe. You don't want to, like, misinterpret the vibe. And so I can appreciate that from that perspective of, of not interpreting the vibe and really, you know, stepping back and really being sure. And the fact that he doesn't want to cause her problems. Everything that's done in the, in the show is specifically because he doesn't want to cause her problems because of how much how much she means to him and all the internal problems that she has within herself she he doesn't want to contribute to those problems and i think that speaks such 
volumes in terms of how much he uh, values Mahiru Amane. And I, I think that it really hits home from that perspective. I mean, we've gone over everything in terms of Mahiru. She's an, she note, is, hmm? I mean, not to cut you off, but on that aspect, you do relate from the personal level about not wanting to cause your partner trouble. And, you yeah. know, just, right. I guess it's, it's the simplicity of how their relationship, um, there is like no real drama. The drama is just them like working between their personalities and just push someone pushing for the sake of making someone else pull just yeah. to keep shit interesting is that something you relate to like because i guess i got the vibe from you with um like what you were going through in your own personal relationships and wise you 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 told us that you had a similar situation where you were kind of living that that life so to speak or you know it, it spoke to you in a way yeah, no, it, it, no, 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 it, it definitely, like I said, it definitely speaks to me just because of, of the fleeting moments that I mentioned. It, it, I find time with my significant other nowadays somewhat fleeting given circumstances. And so uh, just to see that picturesque, perfect little fucking dream that's in there, um, it encapsulates a lot of uh, of the desires that, you know, sometimes we don't get with our significant other. Sometimes maybe not with mine, just to go a little bit too deep. But in any case, just uh, again, we've gone over in terms of what Mahiru means uh, as a whole. Um, she is the literal definition of an angel. She cooks, she cleans, she's she's caring, she's thoughtful. She wants to provide. She wants to be there. She wants to be relied upon. She lives off of being relied upon because in her life, no one has truly gotten to see who her true self is. No one has gotten her to open up. No one has ever relied on her. She and for, from her perspective, she hasn't had to rely on anyone. And so I understand from the perspective that Amane isn't too reliable, considering she's the one that does everything. But at the same time, from that emotional support aspect and that foundational aspect of a relationship, Amane is 1000 percent her rock and foundation because when all else fails when all else stresses when all else you know goes awry within her own head or within some of the shit that she may hear at school she gets to come home and she finds her significant other there she finds her rock she finds her safe place her safe place is now within his home within being in his presence and i find that to be so valuable and most people would find that so valuable um, when you do come home to that significant other and, and when all shit fails, you know, guess what? You have someone there that is going to listen to you, that's going to comfort you, that's going to provide for you and understand you if you're on that deep of a connection level where you understand, you know, like I can feel the vibe coming off of her or him and it's not a good vibe, like something's happened. What can I do to fix it? And Amane, yeah, you're right. He gets spicy with her at times, but at the same time, it, it, it's also passion. He doesn't ever cross the line with any of his spiciness, never does anything that's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, it's always very much um, just, you know, it's coming from a place of passion and love and wanting to see her be her true self, wanting to have her, you know, when she has to put on that facade out in the public, she can unwind and she can be her like little bratty, needy, uh, selfish self. And it, it's okay. It's okay for her to, to be that way because of the fact that she's perfect the way she is. And, you know, for all the stuff that we can always say about anybody that we're dating, all the little things that you want to change, all the things you wish were different, all the things that if you can combine all the different bitches in your life that you've had, you have this perfect bitch, but it's not the way that it works. And so when you really hone down to that level 
of their acceptance for each other, for all their faults, through all their their moments, through all their little things that little nuances that that make them tick. I, I find that it's very truly encompassing of the fact that they're able to 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 be connected to each other through those little nuances and little subsidies um, within their entire universe, which is encapsulated amongst just themselves in that house on that couch and just living a, a life that neither one dreamed that they would live from the opening sequence, whether, you know, you have Mahiru dealing with the fact that she's completely alone and she has abandonment issues and she doesn't have a family that's ever loved her. And you have Amane for all of the, the weakness of his, <clears throat> all the weakness of his, of his trauma, regardless, it's still trauma nonetheless. And it's him, therapy. yeah, you probably, probably, Thank you, probably. Thank probably. Thank <laughs> Funny the way you said it. Oh, I like you know that's that's pretty fair. Oh, who settled? That's pretty fair, huh? Who settled? Who settled. Neither of them settled. No, no. If one of them had to settle, who settled? I don't think either of them settled. I don't think either because they found each other, and that's one of the best things about love is you find the right person at the right time, and you don't know it. You may not know it immediately. You may not realize it. Um, hopefully not until it's gone, but you may not realize it at the time that you found that person, but you know, you found the right person at the right time for whatever reason that may be. And 1000%, they both found each other at the right time in the right, in the right darkness and the right depth of their own personal feelings and, and struggles. Uh, they found each other and they both used each other, how minimal or how insignificant it may seem to the watcher, in some aspects it was grandiose in terms of how um much that they used each other to climb out of those depths and find new levels to themselves um using each other's strengths to be able to to persevere through that and find new highs within the world that they thought was probably a lot darker than what it was you know what i mean so i mean like i said i i I can see so much in terms of that aspect and, and that homeliness of it. Um, that's one of the reasons why it's just so damn endearing to me. You know, it's just, I love shit like that. I love that type of realistic stuff. And, you know, we have angel who's our friend and he always says, Oh, you can never find shit in like in high school. And most of the times he's probably right. But I mean, in terms of an encapsulation of <clears throat> what a real wholesome, foundational relationship is built on and what that means to another party and understanding the little nuances to not make life difficult for them and to only add value because at the end of the day that's all human relationships are is adding value to people i'm very much that person very open if somebody doesn't provide value to me i'm not gonna fuck with them if someone loses value that i've been fucking with I won't fuck with them. I use all my friends because they all provide me value. And I hope that's the same way for them. I hope they use me because I provide value. And if I no longer provide value to somebody, then why are we fucking with each other? Cut me off. That's real. That's how I operate. It's pretty straightforward, but that's how it is. And so they use each other because they find the value in each other. And that value for them is something that they could have never thought of or dreamed of. But here they are. They found each other and they found happiness. And in season two, if we get that season two, they're going to build on that. And if we get that season two, I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm very much looking to that to that that new crescendo because we got the crescendo at the season one finale. And it, it was wonderful. And as you had mentioned, Starman, it's not that finale was so different from the normal i love you please go out with me or i've loved i looked at you this whole time please go out with me like no it was an encapsulation 
of everything that they went through over the previous 11 months over the course of basically a calendar year in essence and it was like a hey like you know like this is an undeniable feeling i need excuse me i need you in my life i don't i my life will be lesser without you i love you please go out with me and that is such a real idea of I need someone who provides value. I find myself to have a lesser life without you. And I feel that way right now about my significant other. You know, I, I find that li- I've been without her before in my life and I felt my life was slightly lesser without her. And so at the end of the day, you know, when you find someone that adds value to the degree that your life suffers without them, no matter what happens after the fact, that is real. That is true. That is, it, that touches the soul and because it touches that soul it's able you're able to like you know you're able to hone in on the the true realness of that feeling and revel in that if you do it right and they both revel in that feeling and they both come out of it absolutely stunning beautiful so five out of five stars would 1000 percent recommend it yeah so um, um I respect you giving this review, and uh, I know Matt got to go, but I'm going to just say this. Um, I think it's personally because I've, I've been going to therapy for a while. Um, bro, this was the most toxic anime relationship I have ever seen. It was codependence. There, the word you're looking for was called codependency. Codependency is when you look for someone else to validate something in yourself that you can't find or doing yourself. You depend on them to fulfill that need because... You can't fulfill it within yourself. And all I really saw was this codependence and it never grew beyond the codependence. It was just two people needing to feel valid, validated the entire time. So while that does happen in life and not to serious the shit out, um, I think in the aspects of just watching, it was just kind of, I don't know. And this is not to tear down your review, so I'm not going to respect. I'm going to move on from it. But. Um, I do respect that, you know, if that's your five out of five, that's your number three. And I'm glad that you really did have that great experience with it. Um, hearing you break break it down, just kind of just really encompass. We did watch the same anime, but I think a lot of times what stuff we like, we like for the exact different reasons. Um, when we do like the same show, we'll like it for completely two different reasons. So I think it's awesome that you can pull that much bullshit from this show and just make it sound you dressed it up dress it up and make it real for me like in the words of future bro you dressed it up and made it real bro because hey i made princess into the ball prince i'm uh, not princess i made fucking uh cinderella into ball cinderella right there hey man do what you got to do with that show i think it's the most toxic show but it's it's, it's not the best anime it's not the best rom-com ever i won't i won't claim it'll be the best rom-com ever i just made it on a personal level it hit me that way, but I mean, I'm always gonna recommend the. I'm always gonna recommend Horror Mia, Clan Ad, Dress Up Darling, um, fucking uh, what's it called? This didn't make your all time rom com top ten, bro. I can't give a rom com of top five and it didn't make my top ten because I don't give top tens out like that. This is a perfect score. So you're telling me perfect score, Bunny Girl Senpai sits up there with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'd have to look at my top ten. It's it'd be low end. You're it'd unsure. Be low, it'd be low end. I because I've watched so many. He's I've not. So many. Oh, I know for a fact. When I give a five out of five, <laughs> where the five out of five stands. But I don't want to drag the floor, Matt. You know we're still on number three. three. All righty, three blue lock. I was waiting for one of y'all to say blue lock. 
I didn't watch Blue Lock. I don't like sports anime. I'm the only one that watched it. I don't like sports anime like that, truth be told. Who is I? I usually don't watch a lot of sports anime, but I I think this is one of the most entertaining ones I have seen. I I enjoyed I enjoyed the games of it, especially in the second half. I liked the combinations of the soccer stuff, and for Isaki, the protagonist, I like that he's not someone that just wins all the time. He actually, like, when he develops an ego, he gets pegged down us for some humility. Like, he just, he, and he learns from it. He grows from it. He learns. That's why I like that much of it. So just being this OP MC type of shit. He, he started from the bottom and he just grows as from every game. And even when he sees like he is a winner, other times when he loses, it, it beats him up. Yeah, when you lose, it sucks. Sure. But he learns, he gets up, does it again. Next game. Learns some new combos with uh, the other players, gets that chemical reaction with them, and it just works out in his favor. And sometimes, not all the time, but it's it's a nice balance. And I got that from Isagi. I like the other side characters. I like Chikiri. I like Baru. I liked Rin. Uh, cool visuals from when they're doing their little signature moves with the soccer ball. It's just an overall just enjoyment, entertaining. And I know we're gonna get a season two and a and a side episode and a, and a side episode with Nagi, and I cannot wait for that. I think that's gonna be a great thing. Uh, I'm looking forward to season two. I'm looking to, to some more over the top, high action soccer games. In that it's it's not like an accurate soccer game. Sure, you can watch Aoyashi for that one. This one knows it knows what it's doing. It gets people entertained. It gets some books for just some fun with it and you get you get cool soccer stuff out of it at the end of the day so this one four and a half awesome. number two all right man i'm gonna be swift man so we can get up out of here man my number two is tomo chan is a girl okay wow That's, no no i respect that I'm number two, man. Tomo. Tomo takes uh, that, that, That's a fade. I'm sorry to cut you off. If we right. were not counting our continuations, this would be basically number three. Okay. Awesome. Number yeah. four for me. Yeah, that's man. a fade, yeah. It took the unrequited love trope and find a way to keep it fresh. You know, and that's hard to do. Like, the supporting characters really did the heavy lifting in this series, and they pulled it off really, really well. Um, I'm not really used to that happening. And, like, Another point is, much like Rent a Girlfriend, you can randomly pause this show at any moment and just screen grab, and you'll get like a juicy animated still frame that you can just put as your background art. Like, and I just love that about this show. But what really puts this show over the top was the dub. The dub <laughs> and the voice actress of Carol playing both the Japanese and the English role. So the whole show, the cast was great. Um, Tomo sounded like Tomboy Tomo. Um, like everybody sounded great. Like the cast was unbelievably perfect, but I had a soft spot for Kara. Kara was ridiculously funny. I love her and her mom. Mommy, like, no, 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 that that just too cute. Um, I just I really liked it. And then when we got to the last episode, when um <laughs> as I spoke earlier, and you know. June really had to be like, no, nah, Charlotte, I got to protect you. You can't be the strong one in this relationship. I don't, don't get me wrong. 
you know, Tomo's like, yo, fuck these gender roles. Just because I'm a girl doesn't mean I have to wait for you to make the move. I'm going to make the move. You're the guy I want. I'm going to be the one to step up. And I like how they just, you know, kind of turned the whole gender role conversation on his head. And it's just like, no, I can. He sees her as just Tomo, not pretty Tomo, not tomboy Tomo. He just sees her as Tomo. And she had to go through this whole journey to just try different things. And I think it made her all the better because I think she became more comfortable in her skin. She became more comfortable with being a girly girl by realizing, you know what? This girly girl shit ain't that bad. I can rock this skirt with some sneakers and I'm fine. Um, I like looking pretty for June. And I, I think she appreciated her, her female charm. And I think he just always find her beautiful. But it's nothing like that girl that's one of the homies and she doll herself up. And you see she a whole 10. And I love the fact that the last episode really painted her through his eyes. That's that's really what put it over the top. This good supporting cast of characters that carry a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, a lot of the tropes never feel old. They don't flesh out a lot of the side love stories like you really want. And Misuzu's story just never goes anywhere. And I really wanted to see her get a date or get asked out or get her line exchanged or something. But um, who knows? Maybe we'll get a season two. But that finale was phenomenal. Um, well, with- the manga's actually over, so manga's I, over. I, yeah, I think they wrapped it up. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, with that being said, um, I, I still gonna stand on my choice to give this yep. a four out of five. Even number two. One second. This goddamn cat. You think I would abuse this cat or something the way he fucking meows? I hope not. Yeah, don't. please don't. Be disappointed uh, you abused the cat. I don't abuse my cat. I give my cat all the love I can. He just needs a friend so he can shut up at times. All right. Number two. <clears throat> <clears throat> my hero academia. <laughs> I swear if he's right. He is right. Okay, because all the hype. You hyped up six weeks. You said it was your number one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I listen. I was like, I know where we're going. I know that's your two. You know why? Because you I, I'm not gonna talk about the number one yet, but you know, number one just shot up above everything, and I'll get into it in a moment. But number two, Trigun. I'm sorry, number two, uh, My Hero Academia. Um, it really boils down to the the I, I'd say not a downward turn, but the slower nature of the second half. And while it's still a five out of five, both cores for me were five out of five. Um, I just, you know, there was a little bit of a uh, of a uh, slowdown in my hero uh, in the second core that really kind of like not took me out of it because I, I loved every episode of it, but it didn't hit the same as the first half of uh, of the core. Core one hit so fucking hard that core two was very hard to top from that perspective and it still did a phenomenal job in terms of, of providing backstory and, and providing um a background toward um toward everybody's you know overall character growth and development it's still critical it was still great we still got great action um now we see basically deku more or less at his full power and it's going to be a fucking sight to behold come season seven when they uh when they have uh, the the next fight but um i just feel like like I said, like I was not like if I was here with core one, core two, I was like a little bit here, 
Um, and I felt like the consistency because of that, that little drop in consistency made me like reevaluate things. The more my number one came up and then by the finale of my number one, like I'll get into it. Um, I was just sold in terms of the emotional investment I felt for this particular season as an overall anime. My hero is my number one in terms of this winter season. I put it at two because number one for the winter season just absolutely blew me out the water. Mm. And so that's why I went with my hero. Number two, <clears throat> number two, my hero academia. Mm. Uh, as I, I did enjoy it. I, and I even said it when we did the finale, Four one was just a lot better. There was more going on in there and they paced themselves very well. Gortu, I wish I had a little more Dark Deku, but at the same time, less is more. But if this but this made it feel like you just thrown a temper tantrum for a few days and then just you just needed a hug. <laughs> and uh again, okay, that's what every kid wants for sure. But um I, I like that it's been a while since All Might even played a part. So I got, I was kind of glad he got a little bit of a moment in there in in this core when first Deku pushed him away to say he didn't need him anymore ordeal and his interaction was stained. So all that stuff was nice. Um, yeah, fucking all for one is a dick. We all knew that. <laughs> but um, no, I no, it's we're almost done with Academia. At, at most, two more seasons to go. Uh, I can't wait how to do season seven. So this is a step in the right direction. Four and three quarters out of five. <laughs> All right, number one. Number one. All right. This is the moment. Angel next door. <laughs> All right. My Bro. number one. I'll go streaking if he says that. All right, man. Um, <clears throat> number one might shock some people. I talk, you know, I talk shit, but you know. I know when to shut the fuck up. And this anime made me shut the fuck up. I can complain all I want about how they released it, but Lord knows they got me by the balls. Attack on Titan part four, part three. It's my number one. It was only like an hour. Was it not? They fucking cheated. They dropped the one hour special, three episodes. And you're like, bro, how can these three episodes be better than all these series that drop 13 episodes for weeks? And I was like, honestly, bro, you ain't watch it. But the, the opening, bro, the first few minutes, bro, the rumbling is real as fuck. Um, real people die. Um, there are consequences. Um, and this whole team, I didn't think I was going to like the team that's got to stop. Um, that's got to stop, you know, Aaron. And they're coming together with people I didn't want to come together, but I really thought um, it's a little two of the characters got a little little, little sparkle going on. Two of these blonde characters got a little twinkle in their eye, and I thought that was cool because he kind of told her, I've been had feelings for you, um, but you know, I couldn't tell you that, but now I can. I thought, damn, that's cool. Um, somebody makes their grand final stand and sacrifices their life so everybody can escape, and I just like, bro, this is the reason why I watch anime. This is the reason why I watched Attack on Titan, bro. Attack on Titan finale was uh, it was dope. It was dark. Um, it eclipsed a lot. I can't, I couldn't stuff it anywhere else in the top ten unless I gave it an honorable mention. And honestly, bro, it's like, put it like this: I enjoy Oni Mai a whole lot, but Tomo Chan is a way easier show to recommend than people. I can recommend mm-hmm. Tomo easily out the gate. 
my um but when it comes to attack on titan i can recommend that over anything else and i'm definitely buying it so how the fuck you get me to care about a show that you dragged out and gave me three episodes and i still feel satisfied like that's not supposed to happen i want the whole season but i didn't get it but the three episodes i gave i was satisfied um enough to say that you know what i'll give you the one slot why the fuck not Matt, you haven't said this show, so I assume it's yours too. <clears throat> Number one for the winter 23 season, Trigun Stampede. Yep. I gave Trigun so much shit. And for all the reasons that Starman said he hated the show, I love this show. I enjoyed Emo Bash. Bash. Sorry, Bash. Emo, <laughs> Evil, emo Bash far more than I enjoyed comedic bash. I didn't find hardly any of the comedy in the original funny. I found all the seriousness of this show to be so real, so poetic, so well told. Um, I didn't mind not having as funny of, of a Nicholas. I enjoyed dark Nicholas. I enjoyed having a reason to give a shit about Nicholas. I, even though you said Meryl doesn't have a backbone, that's a fair point. She doesn't have a backbone, but we got an origin in terms of why Meryl became so cautious, why she feels what she ends up feeling for Vash in the next series and, and the trials and tribulations that she achieved. She's not just some random uh, what's it called? Some random insurance girl. She had a job prior to this, and because of everything that went on, she switched jobs, all in hopes. And you can kind of put the pieces together, all in hopes of meeting Vash again. You know, that's why she's assigned to fucking go try and find Vash and try and follow Vash. And I'm sure they'll tell the story a little bit different versus her not knowing Vash in the original versus now where she knows him so intimately. I think, um, like I said, in terms of all the pieces of the series, um, it was absolutely phenomenal the op is one of my favorite ops I, I rated it my favorite op of the season um like you mentioned it's got that dubstep flow to it the visuals within that op as bash is falling into the abyss trying to basically grasp onto the humanity that he loves and holds so dear i felt that to be very poetic the ed of the show is really awesome encapsulates all the darker tones that a majority of the episodes undertook um I just Nye was such a wonderful character, um, such a wonderful antagonist to, to fucking unveil. He's a savage, but he has a clear purpose to, to, to his madness. And Vash is the antithesis of that where, you know, they, they clash from that perspective. And for so long, you see Vash. No, no, I don't want to hurt my brother. No, I don't want to fight my brother. No, I want to coexist with my brother to the finale, the, the crescendo of that moment. Um, that fight between them was absolutely stellar. Uh, the disparity in Meryl's voice as she's trying to snap Bash out of it. The basically Inception-like turns and twists that Vash endured in that like internal like dream world as he as Nye had him taken over was splendid. All the tortures that because it was basically torture that he went through. All the tortures he went through told even more depths toward toward Vash, gave him more layers for you to appreciate uh, in regards to him snapping out of it. 
um and just that that fight the fight was so incredibly animated um it was so powerful and at the end of the day it still cost bash for him trying to save humanity he still left the villain humanity still hates him and of course we know how the series goes he doesn't regret that in any way shape or form because he did it for the greater good of of the world that he lives on um i thought it was wonderfully told the cgi where we thought could be a miss was done phenomenally um the colors were were vivid uh the stories that were told were great even the the stories of the, of the villains that we mentioned they all gave them purposeful stories and reasons to grasp onto those like those the 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 principle of their existence and and how that portrays into the development of all the characters that interacted with them during their subsequent fights um i thought it was just so well done and for all the things that i hated trigon for the original trigon for i love this original one this is one i would highly highly recommend to people just because of all the the different pieces and nuances that are done in the show um i came in with no expectations expecting the bath literally matt and i literally had conversations like all right no matter how good it is like you're just gonna talk shit or you're i'm sorry no matter how how good it is or how bad it how is, bad it is, you were how bad it is you're gonna talk about how much you love it and <clears throat> i genuinely to. loved it genuinely 100% love the show. It was made it was made for you. It was made for like fans like you, people who weren't yeah. so old on the first one who would 100%. give this retelling a, a second chance and really like 100%. follow it. I'm glad that it exists. Yeah. I don't hate it at all. I'm glad that yeah. there are fans like you who can appreciate yeah. a version of Trigun, a version of yeah. that that they can relate to more. Yeah. So I like the fact that they modernized them well enough to yeah. find like you who say nah bro i love this shit and i i yeah. honestly like i said bro like they have the chance to out of 24 episodes this really could it could only get better i don't think the series could go down no i don't think it'll go down i don't think I, it'll go down I I, my score, but it yeah could, it could stay the same but yeah um no 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 i think it was made for fans like you and i'm yeah glad. i just yeah i, I just I was over the moon with it. And the thing about it, like I said, compared to my hero, where my hero kind of tapered off very slightly, ever so slightly, it was the complete opposite for, for Trigun. It kept increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing. And the buildup kept growing and growing and growing. And the sh- each episode got better and better and better. There was no drop off in any episode throughout that series. And mm. I left that series with the conclusiveness, be- having seen the original. And I am clamoring for more. Absolutely clamoring for more. And I can't wait to get that more later on. So five out of five. One hundred percent. I was supposed to be in applause, but you're up, Matt. You there? We got you. We got you. You're done. I'm I'm good. Hold on. What happened? No, that was a little glitch. (laughs) Ah, all right. Yeah, sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, But yeah, uh, number one for me is Dragon Stampede as well. I had it. I had it there before the finale. And I, like I said, I I enjoyed the original for what it is. Like I don't dislike. I didn't dislike it like, the way Ethan did. Uh, I it was part of my childhood, but I think just looking back on it, parts of it probably hasn't aged well. 
and I that's why I feel like that's why they would wanted more of a reboot to tell a different story of it. And I liked that story. I liked basically how stuff did tie together to events from original Trigun. But I think beforehand I got more development, especially from guys like Wolfwood and Nyes, which I definitely needed. I think that was one of my gripes in the original. Like like they were like they were just there. Like I they were like cool. Like well Wolf was always cool. He's still cool, but I think I got more background on him as to why should I care about him. So just being an undertaker with a cross gun, which is still cool regardless. The the cross gun. Yeah, two cross guns and but I'm saying like it's still it's still a cool gun. Yeah. No matter, no matter how yes one or two, it's still good. With knives in the original, I he felt a little more one dimensional, like a forgettable villain. In this, I feel like there was just more layers to him, with and just how he re- reacted to Vash, and just more of how he's just saying, like how he's just doing this for him, despite saying "fuck humanity." Basically, they're using our guys as power cells to pay like an electric bill or decapitate us for research. How's that a life for us? This how he just keeps trying to show Vash like why why fight for them when they know how they treat us and we got more of that and even the the fight's amazing to start I feel like there's just more again this is more layers in them together and them as individuals Uh, Roberto I didn't mind people thought people automatically hate him because they thought he was a replacement for Millie but no he's not. He he was someone that that's been on the job. He took in Merrill as his co-high to tell a little bit, even though he was just a drunk. But Merrill grew a bit of it. That's where we get the more cautious side of her because before she was just charging in head on, like she doesn't like she doesn't know any better. And Roberto was like was that man to like kind of reel her back in despite drinking, basically. Yeah. At the, at the level, he didn't want her to get hurt. And now she's going to have that with Millie. I feel like there'll be a little bit more development with Millie. And I, I, I it's just, it's these small things. Again, it's something I never considered her, him to be replaced with just someone to help. That was like a stepping stone for Meryl, who was that, who was that mentor, regardless of how little or what he did. And now she's going to take those for Millie. And Vash, he will still grow. He, we know now. We know why he was upset because basically, for all we know, everything was still fucking fresh for him. With when he reencountered knives again, when he lost his arm for like that first time, like it's still fresh as mine. So of course, those wounds are going to hurt. So I don't expect him to be all wet, like silly, over the top, humorous that much. Like he, like he's straight in. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how. Cubans fully are that much because usually when they are, they're dead. And it happened again. So, and now with his high in isolation, like we'll probably get more of the OG Vash a little bit maybe in the final part because he took time to heal a little bit despite the fact he lost his brother, but the fact he was in high and all this, like it's time to come out. He gets to try, he gets, a, he gets another chance to try again to coexist with humanity. That was gotta figure out will it actually work this time or not. So story wise, 
I liked this better because again, as I said, more layers. But I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna discard the OG at all. Absolutely not. I do. It is well, you, yeah. <clears throat> but it it was something again. It's something that me and Starman have watched when we were kids. Mm-hmm. So it, it's always got to hold a special place to us. But the fake the people that gatekeep it this blindly compared to the original when there's something it's not the case that's not the point of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. wrong yeah angel mm-hmm. made a good point a lot of people are caught up on nostalgia when it comes to the og and they just mm-hmm. it's, it's getting like like angel said some interest he was like no go back and rewatch it go rewatch it and see if you can say the same thing you said when you were 16 when you were 12 when you were 10 watching it and see if you can say that now what um, the hell a lot of people probably just watched it once and that was it yeah, me, and, I watched Trigon all the way through at least four or five times. Like, right. I watched it all the way through. I owned it at one point until my anime collection got stole, but that's another conversation. Ooh, I didn't want to flesh that out. I'm not fleshing that out. That was yeah. like the worst day of my whole... That was one of the worst days. Outside of family member dying, that was the worst day I ever had. Yeah. Like, when that shit got stole, I lost right. all the anime. A lot of these are not... They're not in print anymore, so I can't get them back. Did you, ever find, did you ever find uh, who did it? I mean, I know who did it. It was I know who did it. I know what it was. Just, oh, I would have clapped their ass. I mean, it's a fucked up. Would have clapped their ass, huh? <laughs> no, not clapped their cheeks. I would have clapped their ass in that fucking strap. Uh, I had OG Platinum Edition Evangelion. It was bad, bro. Like, um, I'm not gonna even get into it. I can't even remember all the series I lost. It was a bunch of guns, mm. bunch of shit I hold dear. Regardless, Trigun was one of them. Trigun was one of the first anime mm. I bought. I used to have posters. I I held the OG in high regard, but. Um, I'm not judging the new one based off of the old one solely. It's based that's, off that's why a lot of people do it. It's, it's just infuriating. Based off my enjoyment of just, you know, I can't escape my old feelings, but it's really based off enjoyment. Um, but yeah, you guys put it as y'all number one. Shout out to y'all, man. Like I said, I'm always happy when the fans can like, hey man, this Trigun ends up being the classic in your eyes. As long as you like Trigun, they made that's CGI anime. Like yeah. I said, I think this anime is brave. It took a lot of chances, a lot of risks when it came to the animation, trying something different um, with the CG. I honestly feel like, bro, if they would just make this shit 2D, I think a lot of people would have a lot less to say about it. I think the C earns it a worse rap than anything else because people just shit on CG anime. Yeah, they, they, they people don't think it doesn't belong in anime and that's 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they just, they shit like, yeah, you know. Yeah, but, if, if, if it's done well, it's done well this, despite mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. it's animated. Mm-hmm. The, regardless, 2D, 3D, CG. Well, yeah, but I, I would enjoy it. It's, they, it's, it's stuff they do in the 3D they couldn't do in the 2D. And mm-hmm. that's, just, that's just for fucking fact. Right. But it, it damn sure looks good on my PlayStation. Bro, and my damn Samsung TV. Whew. Oh, yeah. That's I it watched hurt. it on 86 inch LG, bro. Bro, like, damn, this shit looks amazing. 86. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, five out of five for me. Uh, people who don't watch it, I would still suggest one or the other easily. Like, depends that, because like I'm going to tell them, they're both completely different. So, whatever, see, like, see for yourself. Like, don't just pick one or the other. That's it. Like, I, I, Think yeah. you'll get. I think you'll get a more character study in the reboot. I, hope but I think you'll get more, a little bit world building, but 
You have to see you'll, both. You'll get enjoyable you, I, characters. I like, binge, yeah, I binge both, and I, I couldn't go into this proper without having seen the first one because it wouldn't have been fair right, know, either I'm way. Glad you did that. Yeah, Every so. anime on this list, on my top ten list, is a. Re- I recommend every anime on this one. You know, from ten one, Trigun, Magical Revolutions, Ice Guy, Eminence and Shadow, Agretsuko Season Six, mm-hmm. Buddy Daddies, My Hero Academia, Oni My, Tomo China's a Girl, Attack on Titan. It's my top ten list. I recommend yeah. everything on that list is worth your time. Whoever's listening, right. whoever's watching, yeah. check that out. You'll enjoy. Honestly, it. even fucking, I, I recommend everything from thirteen down. 13 up, I recommend it all. Inspector, if you want a good mystery, Way the House Wasn't, if you want a good comedy. Ice Guy is a great fucking uh, rom com. Revenger is good for the bloody violence and the finality of the show. Eminence and Shadow is a nice fucking isekai. Tokyo Revengers is, is a good dipper. Hell, I, good can, I can recommend Villain best for people who aren't into anime but like Vikings. I think well, yeah. what do you recommend so far with the upcoming spring season? Good transition. Well, yeah, because we're going to do our list. Even what's your list? All right, give me one moment. I just pulled it up while you were talking. All right, so so far, um, so far I've got the following: Demon Slayer, Doctor Stone, Hell's Paradise. Uh, I already seen this. That's Kaguya Sama. Um, Konosuba, Tony Kawa, Insomniacs After School, which I'm really looking forward to. That I'm really looking forward to that. I'm, I have high expectations for that one. The Dangers in My Heart, which I'm. Yeah, I think it's got potential. I watched it today. You watched it today? What do you, what do you think? Dangerous in my heart. Um, I was just like, bro, like this shit gonna be controversial as fat. I mean, it's fuck when when Buddy was like, I like him fat, bro. I died last. Yeah, year. I was crazy. I was like, <laughs> yeah. no. He that poor girl. Face. I thought I thought he was gonna send that girl to jump off the roof. When he said that, I swear and to God, uh, walking off with him, like no, 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 no. I'm, I'm enjoying that one. I think I might stick with it, but um, Hot Dive knows how to pull a controversial anime. And yeah. Put it on. So I yeah. honestly see they're gonna get up in arms about this, especially with like school shootings. Yeah. Like just the, oh, it, he's the one thousand percent of school shooter like, quality that, fucking guy. That theme of it of him wanting to kill his classmates is kind yeah. of it's no, kind of, that's bad. That's bad. Of, yeah, that's why I was like, American society, but. That's an American problem, not a Japanese problem. It gets passed on board. Yeah. Um, Continue on. My Home Hero, A Galaxy Next Door. Another rom-com I'm really looking forward to is uh, Why Relina Ended Up at the Duke's Mansion. Dead Mount Death Play. I know you're looking forward to this one, Sean. Uh, Fucking Mobile Suit Gundam Witch Season 2. Man, you know I'm ready. I'm looking forward to it too, bro. I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah, Yuri is my job. Clueless for his friend. Uh, Blue Orchestra. And I believe I'm rounded out. That's 14. All right. I don't have a full, complete list. Um, But here's what caught my eye. Everything on this list that caught my eye. What I am planning to continue watching is uh, Commission of Yaba Demon Slayer. I am going to watch Dr. Storm. I'm going to wait for the dub to stack up and see where that goes. Hell's Paradise. I watched the first episode today. I'm on board with it because it's just Samurais and Immortals, and I think that's really dope. Konosuba, I'm going to wait and see where the dub goes for this one. Um, Crunchyroll has it. High Dive has the other one. Um, and no, no, I'm sorry. Crunchyroll has all of it. So 
let's see i hope the dope comes sooner than later i'm really excited to start posting and talking about uh oshinoko um aka my star i'm really excited to talk about that one because it's a lot of hype people are talking about it like um shout out to y'all i'm gonna I'm oh, I'm 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 do that one justice i watched yamada kun to level 999 today um, nice rom-com is, is giving me nice vibes from familiar shows I like. Um, so I'll definitely say check that one out. I'm also planning to check out, I haven't done it yet, but Heaven, Heavenly Delusion. I'm going to check out Heavenly Delusion. I'm going to see what's going to happen with that. Um, Ancient Magnus Bride Season 2, I'm planning to watch that. Um, My Home Hero, might as well check it out. Um think you recommended me skip the loafer i don't know i'm gonna keep it in my back pocket i'm really excited to uh like the rom-com of season i'm really looking forward to is a galaxy next door um so you could see my reviews and me posting about that one because you know i love a good rom-coms i'm pretty sure Ethan can understand the sentiment i checked out this one today um working for a god in a godless world um, I don't know what to make of it. This shit is ridiculous. It is ridiculous ass show. It's kind of dark, but it's ridiculous. Um, it is good though. So far, I kind of like it. It's it's kind of you know it's kind of you know midish, but we'll see where it goes. It, hopefully, it goes up. Um, from there, um, Yuri is my job. I'm gonna see what that what happens with that one. Um, I know it's about art and not actually, you know, lovers, but who knows? Anything can happen. Um, yeah, man, that is all I have for my list right now. I do plan whenever they tell me when they're going to release um, uh, Rokudo's Bad Girls. I plan to watch that one. Um, I just don't know what they're going to do about it, but I'm I'm really waiting for that one to, to get a release date so I can check it out. Yeah, from my perspective also, I was going to say, I'm, I'm I for now, I'm holding off on three i'm holding off on three series i may pick up depending uh love story with yamada kun i may pick that one up uh heavenly delusion probably will pick that up we'll see um and then uh there's another one somewhere um oh and of course the one that you just mentioned oshinoko my star those are the three that i may pick up at some point depending on how you guys tell me they are all righty uh for me demon slayer Dr. Stone, Hell's Paradise. Hold on, that Matt, was hold on. Matt, go slower so I can type these down since this is actually critical to us. Yeah. Can remove that. So we got Demon Slayer. Dr. Dr. Stone, Stone. Hell's Paradise. Yep. Tony Kawa, Season 2. Yep. Konosuba. Yep. Oshinoko. That's you. So put that down here. Oshinoko. Heavenly Delusion. That's also you. That 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 definitely has potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, of Kings, the treasure yeah. chest of courage, the dangers in my heart. Us, my home hero. Also us. Insomniac after school. Yep, that's also us. Skip and loafer. Uh, one second. Skip and loafer. Dead Mount Death Play. Us. Mobile Suit Gundam. Yep. Yuri is my job. Yuri is my job. My clue is first friend. friend. Blue Orchestra. Orchestra. And that is it. The only one I might pick up, depending on reviews, is Mashal. I'll leave that one off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll wait. 
So you know what's interesting? Why did I put skip and loafer there? That was not yeah. correct. Skip and loafer. Skip and loafer. I can move that one. So you know what's interesting, Matt? The majority of the series uh we're watching. And of course Kubo when it comes out, we'll both include that. Yeah, and near. And near, yeah, if that comes out at some point. Yeah. So it's interesting. The majority of the series we're watching together. One, Ichi, Ni, San Chi, Go, Rok, Nana, Hachi, Ichiju, San. Thirteen. Thirteen out of the fourteen that I'm watching, we're watching together. So I only have you have A a bigger list. B um, I only have one, I think, that I'm that I'm watching that you're not. Is that is, what I'm seeing correctly? Which one? I'm looking to see. Um, oh, a Galaxy Next Door. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, yeah, you're watching that. Uh, aren't you watching? Oh, and Raylena. Yeah, sorry, Galaxy Next Door and Raylena. So I have at 15 anime. All right, well, there you go. Well, so I've got room for one more for now, depending if I drop or add. Uh, well, I'll let you know how Oshinoko goes. Yeah, I'm curious about Heavenly Delusion as well. That I really like that one. Already out. Is it out? And you seen yeah. it already? Yeah, nah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I got it. I got it queued up. Um, I just started. You you, you you have to search for it by its actual name, not the Heavenly Delusion. Mm. If you type in Tengoku, it'll pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had that trouble. Uh, closing thoughts for winter. Um, closing thoughts. Um, winter was cool, fun. Nah, man, winter was um, it was nice. Got a nice little, nice little slate of anime. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed setting the record straight with Ethan. That was fun. Um, I do look forward to us agreeing on a lot more shows. Um, I really hope at some point, you know, we can have that. Hey, bro. Like hell yeah, you know that that brotherhood moment. I'm really looking forward to that. We, but, did we? We had it for one of the few. Do we? Not? Did we not? I mean, it happens. don't get me wrong. It absolutely happens. I'm just saying, you know, hopefully this season we'll have something where it's like, you know, hey man, check this out. But if you see something, um, you think I like, um, check it out, Ethan. If you find something that you just hate and you think is cringe, I'll probably like it. Let me know, um. Dangers of My Heart was certainly yeah. Painful. Well, Dangers of My Heart as the, as a debate. <laughs> yeah, Dangers of My Heart. Like I was so close at the beginning to dropping it, and then by the end of the episode, when he saved her from freaking from the the creepy fucking guy trying to get her number, I was like, all right, I see some potential here. I just it depends on how dark they go with his like murderous like desires, because like the darker they go with that, the more I'm gonna be turned off. Honestly, I, I feel you. Now I'm I'm gonna check out a couple. Y'all let me know how ranking the kings is. I I pretty much jump into that one at a later date. Um, I am looking forward to some of these uh movies that are coming out. Yes, um, quickly before we just get off of this completely. Um, yes. I do know that we are getting a Black Clover movie in June. One thousand percent. Came out in May, but they pushed it back to June. We're getting yep. a Bunny uh, Girl Senpai movie. Um, yep. that is coming out as well in June. Yeah. Um, we're also getting so a Psychopaths movie, Psycho Mass movie, Providence coming out in mm. May. I'm looking forward to that. Um. Movie of the summer I'm looking forward to the most is the Galact uh the Gal- the Galacticia Moon Cosmos. That movie's coming out to Netflix yeah. in June. Looking forward to that one. Are any of y'all going to the movies uh uh next week to go and uh you know? See Susume. I haven't bought my tickets yet, but I plan to. I really uh, wanted to go with Old Girl, I'm, but I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have to watch it online. Yeah, I was gonna have to go with Old Girl, but she's not gonna be able to make time, unfortunately, given our circumstance. So um i'll be watching it alone i really do gotta buy my ticket i may wait a week depending um 
I don't know. I don't want to be in a full theater while I'm being boohoo cry. Yeah, I, I, I mean, well, I don't know, man. That director, he uh, Shinkai. I've never seen. You know, truth be told, I've never seen a Shinkai movie in the theater because I went and I bought both. I, mean, I bought your name and I bought, I bought your name and I bought Weathering with you. I bought the and the, very rare that I buy anime stuff, but I buy stuff that I can't like watch on because uh, I couldn't watch your name at the time on Crunchy. Well, when they released, they didn't come to the theaters here. Otherwise, I would have saw them. I do like the fact that they eventually popped up on yeah. Netflix. HBO so for Netflix. me, like one of my biggest things with movies right now is I'm so struggling because it never goes on sale. I'm struggling to pay fifty dollars to see I want to eat your pancreas. And I want to see that movie so bad, but it's fifty dollars on right stuff. It's fifty on like forty eight ninety nine. Oh, you need to buy it. Yeah, I'm talking about buying it. Yeah, because you can't rent it anywhere. I would have rented it on Amazon or something if I could. Link, don't worry about it. But uh, it's like, fuck. Do I want to like? This is not like. I, I feel like that's one of those ones where you got to watch it in like super clear, like bro, like. I won't. 4K. I won't, bro. They don't have the Bunny Girl Senpai movie to stream. I bought it. I bought it. You know what I'm saying? It. But it's, it's like. So I say I want to get that, and I want to get that series eventually. But yeah, you know, I bought I it. Price. I'm not paying a hundred dollars for no twelve episode series. No, I paid I paid forty dollars for the uh, for the Blu-ray for uh, Bunny Bunny uh, by Senpai Dreams of a Dreaming Girl. I paid forty dollars for that, and that was. I, it's funny. I watched that movie immediately after Clan Ad. So I was like, literally, I was like, I went from Boohoo crying. The next day, I watched that shit. Boohoo cried again. Shit. Well, ugh. I, yeah. I want to watch it because it's been a while. But um, I don't know. That's all I got for the season, man. I, um, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, man. strong season. Yeah, uh, very strong season. Can't I, wait for I, can't wait for spring. That you know what? At least from my perspective, my yeah, my five is going to be a tough five to beat. I, although I have very high expectations that They're summer, all good. It's, it's summer and fall tough. are probably going to just shatter it. But for an opening five for the winter season, very, very, very strong. One thousand percent, very strong. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we're going to close it up here. We'll do plugs next week. But thank you, Starman, for being with us as always. We're always happy to have you here. We will do our Keggy Shop Loop on soon. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with us for doing five and a half hours. Yeah, uh, that's why I said we're no plugs. We're just, I'm just going to bed. We ate so much cake, it's like a diabetic coma. Uh, till then, we'll either see you next week or the week after. Depends on if we catch up on it. Catch up in time. Mm-hmm. Arigato, anato ofaku, and sayonara. Want a great rate? Check out our new First Wave Money Market account. The more you deposit, the more interest you earn. And even better, there are no term commitments. Visit OceanFirst.com for complete details, including how to get a 4.25% APY. Whatever you need, whatever you dream, let's make it a reality. Ocean Certain rules and restrictions apply. Member FDIC. Last year, I had leukemia. Today, I roll out kickball. Kids with cancer and blood disorders can get back to being kids through our pediatric hematology and oncology program at RWJ Barnabas Health and Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey. We diagnose and treat your child's cancer or blood disorder with the most advanced treatments and compassion. Learn more at rwjbh.org slash kidscancerandblooddisorders. RWJ Barnabas Health and Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey. Let's beat cancer together. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.